Podcasting 2.0 for April 22nd, 2022, episode 82. We're ranking the stars. Hey, everybody. After a short hiatus, we're back with the official board meeting of Podcasting 2.0. You want to know what's going on with the podcast standards? Formerly known as the namespace, what's happening at podcastindex.org, and most importantly, what's going on? What are we talking about at podcastindex.social, the future and current developments of podcasting? I'm Adam Curry here in the heart of the Texas Hill Country, and in Alabama, he's back, and we'll hear why he was gone. My friend on the other end, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dave Jones. <laughs> um, I tried to find a clip. This was from like, I don't know. 20, 25 episodes ago. Yeah. When uh, I said, I think I made the statement that um, that I had just right before the show watched my son drive away on his motorcycle and that I was terrified. I remember that. I remember that. Uh, it, it would be in the episode, though. It's not a clip that we have separate. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just, I think it was like right at the beginning of the ep- of the of our episode. Yeah. Well, of course. And I, and I made yeah. everybody hates and their kid on two, on two wheels with an engine. My daughter's forbidden. I mm-hmm. uh, I told her very early on. I said, "You never ever ever get on in in or on anything that has less than four wheels. And if there's an issue, <laughs> you call me. I will send a limo." <laughs> yeah, whether it's intentionally less than four wheels or by accident, they, <laughs> either way, either way, limits. either way, those, those are the limits. And and, and uh, she all by herself decided hot air balloons were also off limits because she rejected yeah. one of those. Because <laughs> she knows, I said, hey, hot air balloons, you're basically uh, that's a controlled crash when you're landing. So I don't like those either. So yeah, but, if you um, have to if you have to explain the hot air balloon thing to your kid, then there's some, there's more wrong there. There's, you got to, <laughs> so yeah. you bring this up. Yes, I bring this up because Wednesday, uh, last Wednesday uh, afternoon, I get a call from somebody from from some somebody using my wife's phone who is not my wife, which was probably that's all. It's always weird. Yes, very weird. <laughs> I pick I pick it up. I'm like I'm like hey, and it's like uh, Dave. This is you know, and it's her one of her coworkers. She's a teacher. Uh, your son has been in an accident, and I think we think his leg is broken. And, but, and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And so I'm freaking out and you're at work at this point. Right. And this is, yes. And this is just before, this is the most busiest time of the year. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You get, you got, you got uh, accountants like uh, can't find again, can't, can't figure out their password. Caps lock. Yes. Can't print. Can't print. print. I bet that's number one, isn't it? Can't print. Oh yeah. Oh, that's always number one. Yeah. Um, and so, she was like, we, we don't know much. We're, we're trying to figure out what's going on. We, they're taking him to the hospital right now. And, but I don't even know where to tell you to go. And so I was like, I, uh, 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 this is not helpful. <laughs> yeah. She, she was like, give me, give me one minute and I'll call you right back once I find out. And I was like, oh, and so now you're just sitting there, you're sitting there counting the, counting the seconds. Yes. She calls me back. It's like, they're, you know, they're going to UAB, which is a hospital here in Birmingham. Very great hospital. Fantastic. It's like the, it's like the third busiest trauma unit emergency room. Did they fly him in the chopper? No, no oh, chopper. No, oh, I mean because he, we we live we live like three minutes from this hospital. You can still it's still a valid chopper ride. Let's be <laughs> he got honest. Gypped. He got gypped. He did. He did get gypped. Like mash style. We're in, we're on the on the stretcher <laughs> on the stretcher on the skid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm laughing, the, but it's not funny. Of course, no, at this no, point, you're you flipping out. For me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so we go. Um, uh, so, so I get, I get over there, and uh, I mean, it's just, 
He's got uh he's got a broken right femur. Uh his he's got cracked ribs uh and all the other stuff, but just you know, road rash and bumps and bruises, but he's miraculously he you know, his helmet worked, all that kind of stuff. He he that's it. He ended, at the end of the day he ended up with the broken femur and and cracked ribs. He had a punctured lung, but that seems was sliding it. Ah, uh, he's got two of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, but he's it's well, it's going to be a road to recovery. Can I ask you a few questions? Yeah, of course you can. Uh, yes. One, what happened? Uh, well, he was in a three. He was on a three lane, one way road. A lot of one way roads in Birmingham. Three lane, uh, one way. Going, he had just left school. Was was driving in the leftmost lane, and uh, a lady. In, uh, I already know what happened. She she <laughs> didn't see him. She she just went left and pushed him right off the road. Yep. Oh, well, man. it was actually a little bit worse than that because she she and she backed up over him. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm the guy you want in these situations, Dave. I will make you laugh all day long. <laughs> okay, this is why I did. This is why I wanted to do the show tonight. It's, 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 my, make you feel yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, my son's literally, literally in there laying on the couch in pain, and I'm like, I'm doing the show just so I can get feel better about myself. You know? <laughs> and, and you deserve it. Yeah, I just I deserve it, Dan. And uh, he, uh, yeah, so he's 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 in the left lane. She's in the middle lane. So she. Evidently, we don't know why yet or anything like this. She, I guess, thought she was going to miss her turn, didn't see him, oh. and just whips it across his lane into to make a left-hand turn. And he and T-boned he, her. He, he almost T-boned. I mean, she, she just, he hit the front of her car mm. and flipped over the hood, landed. A, he went about 20 feet um, because he was going about 40 uh, and... That would be a record just, in, in the dwarf toss. That would be fantastic. It, it was a 20 feet toss. Be, Man. not even a dwarf. Yes. I mean, that's a real bad one. He's lucky he didn't have, uh, you know, handlebars or something embedded into his crotch. You know, this is, this is well, very. I, he did. He did. He's oh, got bruises oh, all. Okay. He's got, yeah, he's got bruises all in the, in, in the hips and everything. Oh, broken, man. the broken femur is high up. Right, you know? right. And uh, that's the worst. Yeah, he, that's the worst probably, the femur. Yeah, they had so they put a titanium rod. Yeah, and the femur went in from the knee. Oh, it's, it's Ugh, dude. Yeah, so you had operations, you had sleepless oh, yeah. nights, but he's home now. So we we got yeah we got home like uh, Saturday night. We got home late Saturday night, and then then you're in you know when you get home from something like that, when you're in the hospital, we spent four days in the hospital. When you're in the hospital, you're in you you know you know this you're in like alternate reality mode yeah totally you you lose all track of time it's like the it's like there is no world outside of what is happening in your hospital room yeah and so then we get home uh saturday night and it was like uh then you have to learn how to live with this new thing right um like this new reality yeah so okay he can't walk but he's got to get to the bathroom (laughs) he can't you know we have this big schedule of medications to give at certain times of day. So we're, you know, we're trying to figure this. So then the next, you know, next couple of days are just figuring out this new routine. And then, uh, I think it was Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday night. He starts running a fever mm. 
and and the pain the the Tylenol pain meds don't stop it, and it's still like one hundred and one, and we're like, oh god, he's got some kind of infection. Infection, yeah, yeah. So we're like, oh, here we go, you know. So we go back, we go to the back to the emergency room because it's like ten thirty at night. Back to the emergency room. We were literally. Me, it was me I feel and so him. bad for you guys. I mean, we all. We, any parent has been through versions of this. Maybe not as severe, but oh man, this is shit. Oh, it's it's just it's the worst. And I told him before we go. You know, I'm like, look, man, I hate. I'm so sorry to do this, but something's wrong. You're take you're taking the paint. You're taking the the fever redu- reducer, but you still got like a 101 fever. Man, we don't have a choice. This is gonna. I'm telling you right now, this is gonna suck. Mm. We're gonna be there for probably six hours at least. Mm. But we just really don't have a choice. We gotta. We gotta find out what's going on. So we we take him back. We were there until six o'clock the next morning, yeah. all night long, and they did all these tests, just blood cultures and everything you scans and everything you can imagine. Couldn't find a single thing wrong with him. The only, I mean, uh, 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 you know, except the obvious, but right. no infections or whatever. And so then, you know, they, the doctor finally came in. He's like, man, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is maybe he picked up a virus when he was, when he was here. He's, oh, like, I re- <laughs> he's like, I really don't know. He's, he's like, uh, just go back home and, and keep, and just keep watching him and like, keep giving him the Tylenol. So with that, that that was Tuesday night, so we we finally kind of got back. We got some sleep, and, and he's, he's stable and everything. Yeah, the the fever seems to have gone down and mm-hmm. are going back to normal and and all that stuff. Yeah, it's just been a crit. It's been like the last seven days have been nuts. I need to ask just you a, a, just a few more questions, and then then I'll be done because now comes the parental uh, questions. Um, yes. Uh-huh. So at any I'm a certified parents. So yes. At any point. Did your wife, Melissa, did she say, I told you, I told you, you should have never let, was there any of that going on? <laughs> they were not in those words, but that was, very, that was absolutely in the air. Okay. Yes. Now, now, uh, is Grant, right? Your son, Grant? Yes, Grant. So, yes. so what, so you see him and of course he's like, I mean, so where are we at with this future motorcycle riding? I guess is my question. Oh, there is no more. There's motorcycle. no. More. <laughs> yes, no. We it's did done. not have to. Yeah, we did not have there. There was no parental fiat that yeah. needed to happen with that. that it was, was, he he volunteered that one. He okay. was like, "I'm good, done. Good, I'm good, done. good. Oh, I'm never doing man, that again. I feel so bad for him and for everybody. That sucks. But well, you know, it's, yeah. it, we have you ever been a, a bike rider, a motorcycle rider? Oh yeah, yeah. I rode. Yeah. I rode a bike. I mean, for I, years. Yeah. I I never broke any bones, but I got scars and still some gravel in one of my elbows we all have oh, something wow. from the two-wheel experience you know yeah i i, I definitely i read road dirt bikes when i was a teenager and then i rode on the road for i don't know four, three or four years yeah. uh and then I, it's, it's like at some point i looked at it and said you know this is dumb. Three kids. <laughs> this is I got dumb. three kids yeah. <laughs> instead let me get an old beat-up truck that goes 35 miles an hour that's much, much more, much uh, better. Yes, 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 much better. By the way, that, I'm yeah, sorry, that, that clip you sent me, it's zero bytes. Oh, cool. That's the one I wanted to send. The one you can't play. Yeah. Uh, just letting you know. See. Just letting you know. Okay. Oh, man. I am, uh, I'm so, well, I'm, I'm glad he's okay. Uh, he'll remember this one for a long time. That's for sure. Yeah. It, it also has this weird, it had this weird effect where, um, 
on me where I was thinking about how well, you're in the hospital alternate reality. I was just thinking about how like tight the schedule is, you know, like all the things that I have to do during the week mm. and how what what little margin of error there there is for for all these things because I you know I work I'm like 55 to 60 hours during tax season at the at the day job and then so usually I do pod, a lot of podcast stuff at lunch and at night and then we do the podcast on uh Fridays mm-hmm. at noon on my lunch break and then we have you know the kids in in school and their things of of taking them back and forth not my youngest taking her back and forth to all these different places. There is such little margin of error when it comes to scheduling. Mm. And uh, when something like this happens, you're like, uh, it just all flies. It, off. it like, falls I, apart. Yeah. Yeah. I, apart. I didn't like, I didn't even go to work. For oh, like, yeah. you know, oh, good. Yeah, I, good. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't, you know, when you're, when your kid's laid up, it's like, there's just everything. It's like, okay, everything grinds to a halt. Yeah. No, well, but, uh, I was, uh, pleased to see that because uh, of course you checked out of everything and podcast index social conversation did kind of continue i was very curious to see now if dave's not there posting about stuff he's doing what happens and uh well you can always kind of count on brian of london i mean i wake up yep. in the morning <laughs> you know there's gonna be 10 brian of london posts um <laughs> yeah of, of, you know, all kinds of interesting stuff and that was really good things uh, things kind of continue not not with development or fixing anything per se but I saw lots of uh, sharing of information, different ways to do things. There was some good stuff going on, so I'm I'm happy that uh, you know we, we could we could basically do without you until the servers run out of gas. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. No, we really missed you. I missed you. Really missed you because it's weird because we 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 chat a lot on yeah, um, on uh, on the on the signal, and it's little things. It's back and forth, and it's just like boom, dead air. Like oh man, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we it's uh, I'm I was keeping sort of like keeping an eye on it because there's you know how it is when you're in the hospital. I mean, there's lots of sleeping, mm-hmm. <laughs> lots, yes, lots of, yes, a lot of that. Yeah, you know, lots of sleeping, lots of family visiting, that kind of thing. So I'm I was keeping and sort of keeping an eye on my on my phone and everything. Just I just didn't have the mental uh in, energy to get into any debate, anything, you know, yeah. any conversation. But I I kind of kept abreast of what was going on. The one thing I didn't wasn't able to really kind of connect in with was I couldn't listen to anything really. Um, so I'm kind of out of the loop on some of the stuff that's been going on in the broader industry. But as far as uh, the 2.0 and the Mastodon, I kind of, I kind of feel like I know what's happening. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, welcome back. The board uh, welcomes you. you. And uh, we're, we're glad to, that everything is going to be okay. The, really, uh, really plat- the platinum level uh, health insurance that the board approved for podcast oh, yes. last did that, year, did that, that came out? in really handy. That worked yeah, well, yes. Okay, flat. Mm-hmm. You mean yeah. the Cadillac, the Cadillac the plan Cadillac. we have. Oh, dang, I screwed up the joke. <laughs> That's okay. I got you. Dang, government. Uh, the yeah, Cadillac. The, the Cadillac, the Caddy. So I've got, I mean, one thing I think we could do, this is an idea, is I think we should have a program where we pay where we podcast index pay app developers uh to write podcast apps uh we could pay them like $50,000 a year um and this is a brilliant program 
because all we have to do is announce that we're going to do it, <laughs> but we don't ever have to actually do it. Uh, is, are you referring to the Spotify uh, marketing program? Perhaps. Why do you, you, why do you say, say this? <laughs> yes, why do you say this? Per, perhaps I am, but I'm just saying we, we can we can announce we can do this with all kinds of things. We can just oh, I see, I see. We can announce things and then send it out to the press. They who will do we'll, awesome PR. Who will yeah. diligently publish it and tell us all how great it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And then we don't, but we don't actually have to do it, so it doesn't cost us anything. We just get great PR for free. Well, that's not true because eventually Cridland will be on to us, and then he's gonna he's gonna call us out. No, no, no. See, but we don't have stock, <laughs> so we were. It, it, yeah. It's all. The the problem here is manipulating the stock prices. So we don't, since we're not a publicly traded company, we get this for free. Right. Well, we uh, in our plans. This is true. Our plans for 2023 was to pay uh, app developers uh, fifty thousand uh, dollars to build uh, podcast apps. That's our plan for mm-hmm. 2023. I'm very proud of it. Yes, the podcast app developer creator fund. Yes, yes. <laughs> we're giving away creator grants. Creator grants. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Just an idea. Well, it, the developments, and I, I have kind of like a meta overview as uh, in the past, you know, really last year, there was a lot of jacked upness about um, Facebook with podcasting and YouTube with podcasting and Spotify is going to do even more. And it's all kind of falling apart. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I know why. It's that no one really wants to say it, but in my opinion, these companies have done the done the research, done the work, and they say, you know, um, there's really no money in it because we can't deal. And and the articles show this uh, most recently from the Brookings Institution. We can't deal with the moderation, mm-hmm. and and the whole problem with advertising is that whenever someone doesn't like any content that you've created, they go to your advertisers. When did can okay? I- I purposely did not read the Brookings article. I start. I read the first three paragraphs, and mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? This would maybe more interesting if I don't read this because you had sent it to me mm-hmm. and said you wanted to talk about it. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to read it, and I want maybe that you was can oh, no, it was one. It was one me. of my was one was one of my morning on one of our morning chats. You know, it's like morning hey, chat, yeah, hey, and then nothing from Dave. I'm like. Oh. <laughs> Does he really hate what I'm doing here? Or is this, oh, uh, no, I do that to my parents too. That drives them nuts. They're uh, like, hey, how's how's Grant? And I'm nothing. Radio silence for like. Oh, oh you're a horrible son. No, it's because I don't. I'm not even close to my phone. So this was policy recommendations for addressing content moderation in podcasts. That that's the okay. uh, that's the title of this uh, this article. This and, is an escalation, by the way, because the previous article by this same reporter. No, I think just, this is a different report. I don't think this is the same reporter, is it? No. no I think it is. Valerie Wordshifter? Yeah, yeah, because I remember the name. That's a hard name to say. I didn't I didn't realize that she is an artificial intelligence data scientist. Yeah, I remember because she did Okay, so she's the one for again for Brookings that mm-hmm. did that you know, big data analysis where she took like twenty thousand podcast episodes and looked for for like misinformation keywords or something like that. Oh, you're right. That's right. She did. Yeah. yeah she did all that data analysis. Yes. Well, now she's teamed she's up. out of Berkeley, I think. Yeah, probably. She's teamed up with another artificial intelligence data scientist to, uh, to write this, uh, um, 
or what would you call it? essay. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's a couple of things in here that are interesting. Uh, in fact, uh, it starts off, debates over content moderation in podcasts hinge primarily on whether and how widely to share so-called lawful but awful content. Uh, how long, uh, I like that so much. That's the title of the No Agenda episode for today. Lawful no, but really? awful. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> nice. Lawful but awful. I love it. Yeah, you, you're an alliteration uh, expert. I, <laughs> yeah, it's it's OCD. Major podcasting apps, the applications commonly used on smartphones, tablets, and computers to listen and download the podcast episodes, already have policies and procedures in place to deal with blatantly illegal content. Spotify or Apple Podcasts won't knowingly distribute an Islamic State recruitment podcast, since doing so would open them to prosecution for supporting a designated terrorist group. How podcasting mm-hmm. apps should handle hate speech, misinformation, and related content that is legal but may, may have harmful societal effects is far less clear. So, just reading this paragraph... I had to force myself to read the rest because the minute you get into yeah. handling hate speech, misinformation, very subjective, and related content that's legal but may have harmful societal effects. So they're right off the bat, they're saying, you know, this has to be human intervention based upon morals and standards and not not legality. Right. Um, it's not. It's not the... You know, the distinction there being legality, um, being legality is something that the broader, the broader public determines through a political process versus somebody's opinion of the moment. Now, let's get to the next paragraph, because then you'll understand where all this is coming from. You'll understand what's going on in other news stories. And then uh, we can go to what they uh, what they suggest. Below the level of blatant illegal content, the most popular podcasting apps face a daunting challenge. On one hand, given the scale and reach of apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, each now enjoys more than 25 million monthly podcast listeners in the United States, their content moderation policies need to account for the societal harms, this is interesting, the societal harms that can result from the mass distribution of hate speech and misinformation. And here we go. Some examples. Popular podcasts played a prominent role in spreading the so-called big lie in the lead-up to the January 6th assault on the U.S. Capitol, for instance, and have also been a key vector in spreading misinformation related to COVID-19 vaccines leading to unnecessary deaths. So this <laughs> okay. is already political. It's already yeah. it's already political, and now yeah, misinformation is... And President Barack Obama was out today talking about this it's killing people misinformation it may very well be but so are a lot of other things and is it really speech or do people have any uh do people have any responsibility themselves motorcycles also kill people by the motorcycles way. you know and by the way it's not the speed that kills you it's the, it's the sudden lo- lack of speed <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's it's the stop that will that will hurt you yes. um so now they don't really go into much of of anything, really. Uh, but they feel that there should be regulation. Regulators and lawmakers have a role to play in shaping policies in the podcast ecosystem. And they admit regulating podcasts is difficult in part because it requires balancing the right to freedom of expression with the need to preserve societal welfare and protect against social harms. I'd like to understand where they got that from. Well, this, this just feels like a retread. 
This feels like the same article being written over and over and over again. I agree. We, I, but, I, yes. We, you know, we need, uh, we, we need rules and, and, you know, whatever you want to call it, censorship. Fine. Maybe, maybe don't. Well, no, they're, they're positive, calling for regulation, but the regulation regular. has to balance freedom of expression. They don't even say freedom of speech, but freedom of expression. Okay. We'll take that with the need to, preserve societal welfare and protect against social harms whose job is that whose job is it to protect from preserve societal welfare and protect against social harms uh, I don't know either it's very it, well <laughs> they will tell you well, they will I mean, th- yeah <clears throat> I thought that's what we do through the process of governing I mean see this this is the this is the issue is, okay, lawful but awful. Okay, lawful is, again, that is what you, lawful is what you come to as a broad, as, as a, let's just say as a country, let's just reduce it down here to make, for simplicity's sake, as, as, a, as a country, you, your laws are the things that you have as a society, democratic, if we're t- speaking democratically here, as a society, through your representatives, have passed in order to satisfy the will of the people. Uh, if there's no, you, this lawful but awful, um, that is always a shifting set of opinions mm-hmm. of a, f- of, by definition, of a few. Mm-hmm. Because if it was a opinion held by the many or the majority, it would eventually become law. I mean, there's this is this is by definition the few uh, trying to regulate perceived harm uh, on behalf of the many uh, when they're not they do not have access to legislative power. Or am I wrong about that? No, I, I I think you're absolutely right. I mean, again, it all comes down to, you know, where you are at this at this moment, this time in history, this day, uh, and it, everything can be awful. But you know, there's a lot of awful content that is completely acceptable and is also killing people, even in it's certainly in mainstream. So this, mm-hmm. but this is this is an what's happening here. This is in in the United States, definitely political. We have yeah. Elon Musk threatening to open up Twitter, buy it, and you know bring Trump back. We have uh, no, but th- that's that. This is what's going on. Um, you know, this is why uh, we see Barack Obama, President Obama, coming out and saying, "Oh, you know, this is killing people." You know, the one in one in five families aren't vaccinated it's because of misinformation. Of course, it's all the podcasters' fault. Uh, so here they do have some thoughts on the. So it, it's a coordinated effort or a coordinated timing of publication, or as you say, it's a retread. Yeah, why is it a retread? Because there's a, there's a, a push right now where we have to save save the platforms that are uh, would be Twitter, uh, but also would be Apple Podcasts and would be Spotify. That that I think is what uh, what this group of people want. So they recommend content guidelines and policies, but this is regulators who should require podcasting apps to clearly disclose what their content moderation policies are. Now, this is okay. I mean, it's Mm. fine. Yeah. Now, the the problem is a lot of this is uh, done algorithmically, and I don't think anyone's going to want to uh, 
I don't think anyone's going to want to um, publish their algos. But they, they give some examples here. Apple Podcasts has a prohibition on mean-spirited content. Hmm. Uh, and they say we should know what that means. Well, this is exactly the problem. You can't explain mean-spirited. Uh, and can it be distinguished from critical content? Yeah. Yeah, mean-spirited. I mean, you're talking about... <laughs> I mean... Could Ricky Gervais even have a podcast on Apple Podcasts? Thank you. Thank you. Well, I certainly couldn't have any podcast because I come come across as very mean-spirited. Yeah, I mean, like, there's, watch, half the half the comics that are alive would would be off. And I, mean, I think, just, and wouldn't that be great? <laughs> this this may be part of the of the process. But now we, now there's something else. This is, again, by regulation, podcast apps should also be required to publicly and transparently disclose high-level details about their content moderation practices as well as their review process. Oh, I'm so happy because we can check that box. None. Okay, next. <laughs> None. None. <laughs> <laughs> then recommendation algorithms. Uh, podcasting apps should, your favorite word, should be required to disclose the content their recommendation algorithms are amplifying the most as well as basic details about how those algorithms work. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No one's going to publish that. That's, no, that's, that's proprietary sauce. information. Yeah. yeah, And most of it is, you know, is friends, family, payola, who knows? Okay, well, this comes, this is, uh, so, so much of this goes back to when things went from Time pure chronological reverse chronological timeline to algos because mm-hmm. everybody is concerned. All people care about is the algo, algo, yep. algo. Yeah. Yep. And, and when you don't have an algo, uh, you're a loser. I guess you don't have an algo. Have you're an a loser, algo. man. <laughs> yeah. lo- oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I heard James Cridlin. You have not heard it yet. Uh, I didn't <laughs> clip it for you. He literally said, uh, "Podcast Index does." Does filtering. Podcast Index has decided that the German version, the ripoff version of Pod News appears as number one in the search below the original Pod News that is James James's work. Hmm. And he called it a decision. Oh, it was it was a decision, oddly enough. Not even made by me. It was made by uh, Stephen Crater, who, re- <laughs> who submitted a pull request to the website ah. with, without even knowing. So that's that's an interesting. Okay, so this is that's actually kind of an interesting discussion. I don't want to side sidetrack us here, but we. Um, so this is, I think, a very good illustration of why it is so difficult to make some of these decisions, like to. Why it's almost absurd to expect to expect people to be held accountable for some of these things that are almost imp- they're impossible. So you have this long-standing debate between should the search results show the thing that is the most popular or the thing that gets the exact textual hit. So right. if you search for pod, if you search for, let's just say, uh, uh, 
Adam Curry mm-hmm. and there and there is a podcast that exists called Adam Curry. That's the title of the podcast by somebody who just some rando from West Virginia who created a podcast on Anchor. Mm-hmm. Well, some people are going to be looking for that rando podcast from Anchor and maybe three total in the universe. Mm hmm. But they may be looking for it. And when they type Adam Curry and they get back no agenda as the first hit and they have no clue who you are or no agenda is. And then four layers down, four levels down, there is the Adam Curry that they looked that they were actually looking for, the rando on well, the, the funny thing was they were actually looking for Adam Carolla. That's what I Carolla. 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 And so that. And when the question is asked, why, if this, if this, if there is an exact match, why would that ever not be the first result? Because it's literally the exact match. Now, I gave us, I gave a, an extreme example where the popularity difference is 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 huge. But you could, if you if you get that example down a little bit, it becomes more Ill, Ill, you know illustrative. Where you say, okay, there's, and I went, I went through this exact exercise, uh, for a podcast host, hosting company that contacted me a few months ago and said, Hey, here, here's what we're looking to do. We want to use the index to do some searches, Mm -hmm. but we really need the search results to return this particular type of result set. And I went back and forth with them, uh, through two or three iterations to get it close to what they wanted. Mm -hmm. And the question was being asked, well, um, we're searching for this thing and here's an exact hit of, of the title. That's the one that we want, but it's, it's like pushed down so far that it's paged off. And, and the use case here was for people searching for their podcast. Mm. So, uh, like, and it could be anybody, it could be people coming from anchor. It could be, you know, anybody anywhere. And so your que- the question is, as you get sort of down the popularity chain where the differences are not so huge, um, it makes, it doesn't make a lot of sense for you to judge popularity. Now it's just about exact title hits, but where's that line? I mean, at what popularity level? What even is popularity level when you're talking about algorithmic decision making? Like this is so. Well, the, well there's, the, there's, a, there's yeah. also a couple where you, there, it's a little bit of apples to oranges, and the reason why I'm saying that is because when someone's searching for a podcast or a person, it's a little different than a, a, a recommendation. Um, now, I pre- I presume that the reason why the German result came first is because Deutschland über alles. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the exact. That's the decision I made. It's clear, I mean, obviously. Uh, so, but so clearly, and and so search is to me search is a whole. It's of course it's it's algos, but it's a whole different deal. And search, as you just as you just explained, is really hard. How do you satisfy what everybody wants? Um, well, now, I'm looking at the. I'm looking at this now. Pod, sorry, if you search for Pod News, mm-hmm. the exact title of the first one that comes back is pod news james's james's podcast is called pod news podcasting news 
Um, that's the right. title of the show. Right. And that's why it flipped to the top, because when Steven submitted the pull request, what he did is he changed the website behavior so that it's doing two searches. It's doing one search for exact title hits and another one using the normal uh, popularity ranking that we get from the API hits. Ooh, okay. So basically, it was it was bad SEO, <laughs> bad SEO. <laughs> to do pod yeah. news podcasting news. Yeah, that's good SEO for Google, right. bad SEO for us. Right, right. Now, now we clearly now with the pod news is that is that a ripoff feed that German feed? If I think that I really don't oh, know. No, no, it's it's, think, it's a feed from 2009. It's dead. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a dead feed. Well, I, no, well, I, 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 I should say kill that. that then, yeah. Well, can you also kill the uh, no agenda feed that has been hijacked onto Substack? Whoa, is it for real? Yeah, someone is. Someone is, it is in the index. Yep, someone is mirroring uh, the no agenda. It's current uh, on a Substack. Oh yeah, which means they could be making money off of it too. I guess. Yeah, they could possibly. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll kill that. Yeah, because that's a uh, that's that's fraud. Yeah. So for sure, this is a complicated question. Yes. Um, and is it is so? Is there an answer? Um, well, the answer the, here's the classical answer. When I say classical. I mean, I mean, like the answer that has developed over the last ten years. The answer is you begin to tweak things manually. Mm-hmm. You begin to boost. You see that that you see that the algorithm has has given you a result that is not desirable uh, and doesn't make. Uh, sense to most people. Okay, you say, well, yeah, yes, okay. Here's five searches. Four out of those five times, the exact title hit is giving us is giving us what we want. Right. The fifth time, eh, it's just not working, and there's really no way to do it. So I can't change the algorithm because that's going to fix up the that's going to screw up the eighty percent of the time is correct. And it's just to get the twenty percent of the time to be right. So you go in there and you fudge it, and you manually start tweaking things to boost certain to boost certain things over other things when certain searches happen. And now you've got manual curation, and now you are actually making humans are making decisions. So here, yeah. Here, here's the problem I have with what's being asked. And by the way, they're putting all of this onto the the apps. And I know that they really mean Apple and Spotify. They they say apps. I don't think they mean uh, Overcast, uh, CurioCaster, PodFriend, Podcast. I don't think they mean any of that. I but agree. why is it that podcast apps would be forced to do all this work uh, and remove stuff tell people why they removed it but actually remove it and search engines can just well we're down ranking they get a pass they don't they're not forced to by any legislation to remove content i have the exact i have the exact uh, and i can answer that question okay um the answer to that is uh in a article from September 7th of 2001 in the New York Times. <laughs> okay. Uh, the title of this article is U.S. versus Microsoft. 
the lobbying. A huge four-year crusade gets credit for a coup. Um, from said article, it says, From a cold start just four years ago, Microsoft assembled a formidable lobbying apparatus mm. that worked to touch anyone who could have any influence over the antitrust case, to, case against it. Particularly, during last year's election campaign, Republican candidates, including George Bush. Microsoft and its employees donated $4.6 million last year to federal political candidates or parties, more than two-thirds of it to Republicans, according to an analysis by the Center for Responsive Politics. And the company paid at least $6 million more to lobbyists who were charged with persuading politicians to accept Microsoft's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> going a little bit deeper, it says... Um, when the Clinton administration's Justice Department filed its first suit against Microsoft in the fall of 97, the company had a one-man lobbying shop here in, with, here in D.C. with an office above a suburban Washington shopping mall. The company's political donations of all types to federal candidates that year totaled less than $100,000. Microsoft then, company executives said at the time, considered Washington a distant and largely irrelevant dot on the map, far removed both physically and spiritually from his headquarters outside of Seattle. So yeah. they, this is why people like, this is why companies like Google will never have anybody in Washington uh, seriously. They, they may, they may lip service do a, you know, do some sort of zoom Mm-hmm. call with them or whatever just to get some political points but they'll <laughs> yeah. never seriously no. tinker with them or force them to do anything no because billions and billions of dollars of campaign contributions are at stake that's that's your answer but podcast index sure somebody may come you know and try to embarrass us for our decisions or spotify maybe because who knows they probably don't do much lobbying. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the spigots open and the lobby money flows, oh, that's right. That's, this is all these things disappear. And remember, Brookings Institute, Brookings is a lot, is a think tank in Washington. And yeah. the, all these think tanks are headquartered in DC. They all play by, they all go to, you know, lobbyist right. lunches and things like it's all the same. So believe me, class. this is all political. This whole article is political. There's some, there's some reasonable ideas in here. You know, the transparency is fine. It makes total sense. But under the recommended algorithms, there's only four. We only have one more to go. Uh, as we documented last year, more than 50% of popular political podcast episodes between the November election and the January 6th assault on the U.S. Capitol contained electoral misinformation. And and I I, I didn't clip it, but I heard... I was uh, in the car, and I I heard pieces from uh, President Obama's uh, speech at Stanford today, and lo and behold, if he didn't say uh, Steve Bannon is a problem and uh, content like uh, Steve Bannon does has to to be uh, dealt with, I'm paraphrasing, and if you look at the the previous article, like you said, January 4th, Valerie Wirtschaffer, she says, and, and links to it here, as we documented earlier this year, and there it is on the morning of January 6, 2021, Steve Bannon encouraged the audience of his podcast not to waver their faith. So this is a coordinated attack um, on all forms of, of media. They These people, and it's these people specifically, just don't 
like the fact that anyone says something that's not in line with what they say, and they have a platform. They don't like it. And uh, here's th- from from this New York Times article again. The lobbyists remember this is right. from Microsoft. The lobbyists spread position papers around Washington and wrote op-ed page pieces, among many other tactics. They grew so numerous and prolific that they sometimes wound up quoting each other. In (laughs) in 1998, while the suit was in trial, Mr. Barber wrote an opinion article for the Chronicle of of Augusta, Georgia, making the argument that the American people opposed the government's suit. To support that, he cited a national survey published by two other Microsoft finance groups, Citizens Against Government Waste and the Technology Access Action Coalition. There's there's your think tanks, and there's... That's how they effectively lobby right. on behalf of corporate interests. Well, so so this is a a lobbying piece, uh, and the final piece is funding, and this is where it gets really funny. At present, advertising represents the primary source of revenue for the podcasting ecosystem. Uh, while Apple requires advertising to be in compliance with the law, and Spotify requires content providers to comply with applicable laws and regulations, including sanctions and export regulations, there are few obvious guidelines in place for financial disclosures in podcasting beyond those dictated between sponsor and series. See, now, oh, this is a problem. Where's the money coming from? Furthermore, it is unclear how apps might determine if and where to report when a podcast is in fact in violation of applicable laws. As a result, anyone could, in theory, provide financial support for a podcast, including foreign governments or obscure funders, link. The link, go- <laughs> the link goes to Steve Bannon was deplatformed. An obscure media mogul keeps him on the air. So you see what this is all about. As with radio reporting guidelines, regulators could help bring transparency to this opaque business model by delineating clear public financial reporting processes for podcast series. Um, So uh, interesting because if they start to write legislation or regulations about who's funding a podcast, I'd I'd like to have some transparency for all media then. Let's make sure everybody knows exactly how much Pfizer is spending on cable news. Yeah, I want a spreadsheet showing every donation to Fox News and MSNBC and all of these these outfits. I want I want a spreadsheet that shows the top the top donors donors, you donors mean the top the top advertisers yeah, yeah. and how much they spend every quarter. That's what I want. That's if the, we're going to do it, let's just do it from top to bottom. No, but it, the, it, no, the thing is, none of this is is hard to figure out. But they want it to be different for Steve Bannon, I guess. Yeah, yeah, right. I think it's, a, it's very good that you um, uh, that you that you pulled up that New York Times article because uh, that says it all. I'll finish here. You know, mature content moderation blah 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 blah. Um, anyway, with Spotify, YouTube, and now Substack stealing content, entering the podcasting market in ways that upend the once open architecture of the medium. The space now encompasses both more traditional media business models as well as newer, more decentralized ones. Value for value, anybody? Lightning Network. As a result, a flexible, broadly applicable approach to moderating content and regulating podcast platforms will become increasingly critical. Uh, It's only if you're in the business of winning or losing elections, I guess, that it becomes critical. So, But I think this is one one of the two or three reasons 
that we will not see uh, Facebook doing anything of any... And I think I said this from day one. This is Lucy and the football. How many times are we going to see this? <laughs> Same with YouTube. Um, what else is on the horizon? Uh, what other... Uh, I mean, look, it's even for Facebook. Amazon. I know I what, mean, they, yeah, they I know what happened with Facebook. Facebook saw uh, Clubhouse. And they went, yeah, we got to do that. And everyone, you know, it takes a while to ramp this stuff up, and we'll do it with podcasting. Oh, Cuban's doing it. Ah, let's get into the game. Everyone's rocking and rolling. <laughs> and then, you know, and then all of a sudden the news is, well, Clubhouse is broke, is dead. No one uses it. It's falling apart. You know, no more downloads, whatever the metric is. And that's when everyone pulls the plug because what they know is you just can't make a lot of money, Google-level money, with podcast advertising, there's no, not enough. There's, there's not enough A level brand sponsors that will take that leap. No, there's just there's just not that you can't. Yeah, the only way to the only way to make any money in in podcast advertising is to sell is to sell the ad so broadly, but you can't. That you you do it on volume, but you can't do that no, because no, no. it's it not brand safe. No, it doesn't work. And here's here's the here's the clue. Uh, from what I understand, Facebook and this this is what every single podcast network does. And I know this because I went through this cycle. This is why I keep telling people you can't monetize the network. The minute you see a podcast network or platform announce the following. Well, we're going to do branded podcasts. So we're going to do a podcast for McDonald's. We're going to produce a podcast for Citibank. That means it failed. They couldn't make money on advertising. So instead, mm. and the advertisers, they want they want a cool podcast, but they want total control. So make it our podcast and we'll pay yeah. you for it. And I believe, uh, I think it's Facebook is going to charge a million bucks for a, um, let me see, Facebook branded podcast that is the death of the industry that's that's the main reason that i said nope nope uh here branded podcasts uh i said no i i, I have to leave pod show uh, i have to leave mevio because it, now we're just making podcasts for the advertisers instead of having the advertisers <laughs> yeah. advertise on the shows yeah yeah uh, branded podcast works with brands creating digital content as part of an integrated marketing or e-learning strategy. Well, I had somebody privately tell me, uh, probably, oh, this is probably maybe nine months ago that, um, that they were do get getting out of just doing podcast shows, like starting new shows and starting to do more exact exactly this brand branded specific corporate podcasts i think gimlet wasn't gimlet also doing this i don't know hmm. and well the the reason they told me was that it was just money they're like i i can just make more money if the if the corporation just pays me directly and i just do what they tell me to yeah like it's just a whole i can't i could do I can make as much money from one of those shows as I can from four of the other ones. Oh, to, even more, even more. Yeah. Um, and that's guaranteed brand safe. Here, Gimlet, which was purchased by uh, by Spotify. Gimlet has mm. two core advertising products: traditional advertisements and branded content. They all have to here. Branded content is anything else we make for a brand or company. 
If, for example, Acme Inc. asks us to make a weekly podcast for them in which we interview Acme Inc. scientists and over which they have final creative control, that's branded content. It sure is. <laughs> and that's that. And because they've seen it, you, it's been the same for, for me for 15 years, 17 years. It always winds up with that. Either you're making really cheap, really low, low-grade production content just to have high volume, and you got a lot of square space and Casper mattresses, and uh, uh, what is the the the, the manscape, manscaping? manscaping. Yeah. It's funny. We got a, We John and I both got a manscaping pitch. Hey, we think Manscaping would be a great, great product for the No Agenda show. No, really? Oh man! So have you? I John got into it with the guy. Like I checked out. Like I, I can't believe he answered him. Um. So, but that's it. It's not going to work. There's no money. Not enough yeah. money. And let's put it that way. Now, is there a business for you to have individual sponsors and it may be relevant? Like a lot of Bitcoin podcasts. I think there's. There's some relevance there. I I, I yeah. love some of the advertising on Bitcoin. I got a uh, what is it? Uh, Aculus? Uh, is it called Aculus? Uh, I, I it's, don't know. It's that. a it's a hardware it's a hardware wallet, not Aculus. Oh, like a tre- kind of like a Trezor type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. It, but okay. it's a it's actually a, a like a metal credit card size card, and it has. Ooh, yeah, and, I think I've seen that. And you hold it against the back of the phone, and that that's your private key. Ooh, yeah. That so that's kind of cool. Yeah, so so you have the app on the phone, and you can do it two ways. You can set it up. So you can, it's three factor authentication. So in one mode, you fire up the app. You have to use your biometrics, which I I find useless because if someone's got me, they can mm-hmm. they can get through that one easy. Then it then you can do everything you want uh, receive, uh, but if you want to send, then you have to. Uh, do two things. You have to enter the passcode, and you have to hold the the it's near field communication. You have to hold the the card with the private key on it. Uh, the way I like it is the app is it, it, the minute it opens up, it says you got to have this card, otherwise I'm not going any further. And oh, okay. and the and the other two factors is when you send something. Um, What's it called? I I thought it was Arculus. Hold on, I have one here actually. Hold on. Oh, you actually physically have one? Yeah. Oh. No, actually, uh, it's funny because uh, I bought one for myself and one for Tina. Arculus, mm-hmm. A-R-C-U-L-U-S. See, I had, I had the, of course, you know, this is what everybody does. Is like, hey, man, I got to get a hardware wallet because, you know, my valuable Bitcoins. Uh, <laughs> and so I got the, you know, the Trezor or whatever that is. I got one of those. And the other day, I'm like, I got to consolidate. I've got too many wallets everywhere. I want to put it all into one well, most of it all into one wallet. There's a separate emergency wallet that I know the passcode, the twelve words out of my, you know, from memory. But right. I don't want everything there, so I'm, you know, I'm going to start uh, collecting stuff. <laughs> and so, and this is this pissed me off to no end. So I, I get my Trezor, uh, and I, you know, I, I set it, I plug it in, I fire up the software on the on the computer, and everything's out of date because I haven't used this thing for you know for two years maybe. Oh, so, no. so the firmware is out of date. The software is telling me to upgrade, and you know it's like uh, having trouble connected to your to your device. I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to troubleshoot. The whole point is, all it does is just giving me a key, right? It just yeah, just give me the key to do something. But and I'm like, oh, 
So I decide to do the best thing, the fastest thing, is to go go retrieve the um, uh, the seed words, and I just recreated that wallet in blue, then sent it all over to the final destination and threw that tracer out. <laughs> yeah, that this uh, just just do a cold card if you want to do that. I mean, you don't have to. You don't. The more technology you get on the other side of that, the more fraught it is. I mean, that's the real world. So I, I don't believe in. I mean, if you need money, Bitcoin, Lightning, whatever, you know, just put a little bit. I got, I use Breeze typically, and I got, you know, five hundred bucks on that. And you know, for if I need to pay for something, and if I need to refill a wall, it's just handy to have it in one. Not my yeah. whole fortune is not going to be on that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I don't need to use, um, you know, a a hardware key for daily transactions. That's something you basically want to have at home or in the safe or. You know something that you can then go retrieve and and use, uh, but when you retrieve it and want to use it, uh, and uh, and everything's out of date. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's the the world. If everything has firmware, your life's gonna yeah. be crap. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the, the Arculus, by the way, is kick ass. It, it, I do like that. Uh, like that idea. People don't understand. But what people don't know is that this is uh, this. The last ten minutes of conversation have been a native ad for Arculus that yes. we're getting paid for. On the- <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's do something different. <laughs> and now it's time for some hot podcasting standards talk. No, it doesn't quite have the same ring. <laughs> Wait, what did she? What I did stepped she, on it. It's okay, I, did, I didn't even what she said. Let's play it again. <laughs> And now it's time for some hot podcasting standards talk. Doesn't quite have the same ring. <laughs> Dame Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer. Uh, that's this, this some fresh Dame Jennifer. Uh, that's right, baby. We're, we're, yes. not, we're not messing around. I think she did a standard one without the without that tagline. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so the, uh, you know, Castos. Yes, you know our, you know our yep. friends at Castos, yes. Yes, uh, yes. Matt and Craig. Mm-hmm. They are now shipping Podping support in their seriously simple podcasting plugin. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And are we seeing pings? Uh, I have not looked yet, but uh, then mostly because I don't know how to identify them yet. So by URL, basically. <laughs> well, but see, it's not. They're, they're not. These are all self-hosted, right? Well, yeah. Well. It, how many self-hosted URLs will we see? Not many, I don't think. Well, in I mean, general, I don't know how many people are pod pinging and self-hosting. Well, that's that's a good point. Um, that's a good point. So we, I need to start looking for it. Uh, let's see, I'll just I'll look. I'll throw it up here, and I'll I'll keep an eye on it. But they they did this, uh, and they're uh, this is like a you know you're going to upgrade your WordPress plugin. So then it's going to take a while for this to sort of like filter out as people upgrade to the new version that has this in it. And uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know how many installs they have. Uh, I started watching the other day trying to spot some and I guess just, it was just too new. It only been released like six hours before. So nobody had upgraded yet. Um, But I I started, uh, you know, trying to figure out how many installs this was. And I want to say that I want to say that Matt had told me once before or told us, I think he said on the show that it was something like 20,000, but I, I don't, 
Huh. Maybe I could be completely wrong. I it could be I made that. I don't. I, don't know. I can make that number up. But see, in the past, they didn't have a way like PowerPress puts the feed generator tag in the RSS feed so that you can identify. So, okay, here's a PowerPress install because they're PowerPress and and seriously simple are the same type of deal. They're both WordPress plugins. And but but seriously simple did not put a generator tag in. So I couldn't always identify. So if it's a self-hosted URL, ah, I see. Then you don't know who it is, um, or or what you don't know how to credit it. You're just like it should be credited really as Castos, mm-hmm. but there's no way to divert to to identify. It. But there, but this is great. I mean, this is awesome. They're using the the hybrid key, that half and half key that we talked about, mm-hmm. and uh, they're using that. And they're the first, they're the first one to push out. Pod ping to uh, self-hosted podcasters. Way to go! Yeah, yeah, it's it's killer, and they're using PodPing.cloud, uh, which is the right way so to the, do it. So the PodPress plugin should be able to do this too. I guess anyone should be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, and we and I, I gave um, uh, Todd and Mike the uh, the keys and everything. Oh, cool. for, for oh, them. Cool. Yeah, I think they're I think they're working on it. Yeah, now that now that they can stop the Facebook integration work. <laughs> yeah yeah that not on the priority list anymore that's a friendly rub that's a friendly rub oh but and, and i i forgot to mention as part of the previous topic um the obama's uh exclusive deal is ending and i think we've discussed that many times what the problems were with that yeah although it's fun, fun to see the obama say yeah we're not thinking of renewing with spotify we're looking for another partner and uh, zero hedge <laughs> definitely more conservative their headline was Spotify drops the Obamas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, funny. Yeah. I think I think that is probably closer to the truth. Than I the think other so. Way I think so too. Because again, didn't pan out the way they wanted it. And I'll tell you exactly why it pan. It didn't pan out, and, and it has nothing to do with with their with them politically. It was boring. Thank you. The show was so boring. That's the one thing Nobody that everyone forgets to talk about. It was, yes, and the Bruce Springsteen thing that uh, yes. Brock did. It was like, no. Uh, I right. sat through an hour and a half of that of, of that crap just to get some funny clips. And, <laughs> I and remember I, that. And I, I remember that. Never again. Never hold again. Hold on a second. I bet, I bet I still have one of those clips. Yeah, the, uh, I got a baller. I had a baller clip from... Uh, uh, from Michelle, and uh, I think I had a couple of clips from Michelle. Well, here's the here's the one from uh, Obama Springsteen. You're willing to work with me and fight for me and knock on some doors with me and make some phone calls with me. If you vote, what the November, hell is this? We will I don't win. Know. It's your <laughs> clip, I think. Oh. It is. No, it's not my clip. No, it's not your clip. You're right. What is that? That's not Obama Springsteen. <laughs> I don't know. It says Obama Springsteen. Hmm. He was fired up though. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Well, that was a while ago, I guess. Maybe mm. Springsteen opened for Obama on this uh, on his campaign <laughs> tour. Uh, we have this may be your clip. This episode of the Michelle Obama podcast is brought to you by Salesforce. No, no, that's not it. Well, that that could have been my clip because I could have been uh, saying that this isn't going to last very long. <laughs> right. Well, I, you know, from what I understood, they couldn't fill the uh, the inventory, and that's why after three months they opened it up, and every podcast app had it, it was no longer exclusive. Yeah, and uh, then Spotify told all Spotify told the press that uh, oh no that was just that was just windowing that was advertiser windowing see yeah. <laughs> we, we were going to keep it exclusive for a little while and then open it up which you know and that's fine that they said that except now that we now we know 
the Spotify lies about all the stuff they do. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's exactly. not real. Yeah. It's, uh, but just bottom line, I just need to say it. It's individually on a smaller scale. Yeah, you can, of course, get sponsors. You know, we do not really have a great, um, what do they call it, a programmatic ad insertion um, industry for podcasting. It's just it's for the, yeah. by the nature of the content that cannot be. And yet, whatever happened to the ad, the advertising uh, jacked amongst us who wanted transcripts so then uh, machines could go in and make sure there was relevant advertising. It's all, to me, this is all just dreams. No one's doing this work. No one's no one's planning on it. Yeah, I don't see anybody. Stop planning on waiting anything. around for this shit, people. Um, on the well, here, here's something on a similar, a similar vein but slightly different. Um, did you read the Blue Sky, uh, the latest thing, like blog update post thing from the Blue Sky team? Uh, if if you're talking to one from a couple weeks ago or like two weeks ago, yes. If there's something yeah, newer than that, I don't two, know. Three weeks ago, yeah, yeah, I did. No, no, no. It's like this is from like two or three weeks ago where they're yeah. talking about their their latest, you know, update and what they're working on. And yeah, basically, uh, um, just bring all of your activity pub and everything else that might work, and we'll jam it all in there. That's how I read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if I can find. Oh, they, I think they have a weird website. I'm not sure if I can actually find it. But, yeah, the Blue... So, you know, Blue Sky was split, like a split off of Twitter. I don't think... They're not part of Twitter, are they? I think they're a separate company. Mm, not sure. Okay, well, I think they are. And their their whole thing was, was when... This was a brainchild of Jack Dorsey. When he was at Twitter in order to f- federate Twitter. like turn it into a federated system right sort of like uh, mastodon right um actually so, uh, it, they they are in they are independent from uh, twitter's development but they are completely funded by twitter ah okay all right well i'm sorry the, a public benefit llc okay i guess they are really a separate company but their main donor is twitter yeah 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 that's where the okay. resources came from okay and I mean, who knows how long they'll they'll last? You know, John Spurlock called them vaporware, and that's probably that that's probably closer to reality than anything else. But um, you know, blue the the blog kind of it's called the title of the blog post is called a self authenticating social protocol. It's from April sixth. Right, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, you know, I think this is worth talking about because here's my issue with this, they make it kind of clear in this, in this post that they will not be doing activity pub. They say that activity pub and there is not, doesn't fit their model. Mm, okay. And yeah, so that they're going to, I guess, try to roll something new, uh, which is fine. I mean, you know, if you want to roll something new, if it's better than activity pub, everybody will, you know, use the new thing. But the part, the part that, that bothered me uh, was this self-authenticating data and identity talk. And this, this is a, this is a thing where it's, where does the line get crossed so that it, you know, I, let me, let me come at it a different way. 
So there's a difference between verifying who you, authenticating who you are and identifying who you are. Right. And this feels, the way they're talking in this article feels a little bit too much like the second one. You know, uh, identifying who you are. Yeah, I want to be. They talk a whole lot about identity mm-hmm. and how you you can own your identity, and then uh, you can take that from from social media to social media. You say, okay, I'm the same person here as I am yeah, here this, as I am this, here. This this is this is the next frontier. I think you're seeing this with the um, uh, a lot of the the. Oh, what's it called? There's what's the initiative? The um, I think the uh, ID. Yeah, it's the what did you call it? The DID and it, the distributed identification. No, I'm I'm talking about pure governmental uh, uh, projects oh, oh. where they they want everyone to have a wallet on your phone and in the in the or they how would they call it? Uh, maybe it's like just the an e-cash, app. The e-cash. Well, no, thing? no, no. What you have in there is you have your passport, your driver's license, your plane tickets, a little bit like what Apple already has, but they mm-hmm. want this to all be on one platform. And, of course, you will use that identity to interact with the government. You will use that identity to pay your taxes. You will use that identity um, to uh, borrow, you know, to uh, watch Netflix. This is what they want. They want, they, I say they, because I feel it's a globalist, <laughs> they want to be able to to identify everybody. This has always been part of the, the mission. You know, why why do we have to scan QR codes everywhere? You know, even if you just want to get a test. You have to scan yeah, the, a QR code, and it's and it's real easy to go to cross that line between from especially when you're talking about it. It would be social media that would be the thing that would want this first. Yes, of I course. Mean, if you think about it, because and it, and you can describe it in this way. This what get, this is what gets all the tech people fired up and you know all, all hot and bothered where they want to listen to that jingle from Dame Jennifer <laughs> is they get all fired up about. All, all the tech nerds always done this, and I've been guilty of it too. We just want the one thing, <laughs> you know. We don't. Why should we have to have you know five different uh, services of this and this and this? I mean, it should just be one thing. Right. We we should just have you know just Roku or just for streaming or one box that streams everything or or one thing app that does all these other things, you know, instead of five different standards and and this sort of well. Number one, I mean that that won't happen ever happen for other reasons. But if it did, you would find out that it that the the, the end product is way worse. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you you you're there's too much. Uh, you're talking about centralization, and once everything is centralized, especially across systems and across platforms, now you have the the capability to screw everything up all at once um and that can take the form of oh uh you're yeah you can own your own identity with your own keys and this kind of thing and you can use that identity to sign into twitter and uh amazon and your podcast host and blah 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 uh but you know what? If Twitter then flags this uh, this cryptographic identifier that is you, you're done as as fraudulent or as something, yeah, or as problematic. <laughs> uh, then everything's gone. <laughs> like, yeah, you're toast. That's so stupid. 
It's it's and and it doesn't matter that it's that you own it. That that's really or irrelevant to the creepiness factor of the yeah. whole thing. Um, Look, looking at the namespace, uh, I think we're in an interesting period now, uh, and I say namespace specifically because we're talking about the tags. But overall, we're positioning that as the podcast standard. Yeah, uh, standards, I should say. Mm-hmm. We're in an interesting place where uh, we have a lot of discussion about legacy of iTunes tags from the iTunes namespace, as well as, and I love the conversation. I've, I've kept my mouth shut. I'm just watching it. How we shoehorn music into the podcast standards and i'm uh so regarding the itunes that that, that's we should probably talk about that first and then uh, talk about the music because i i think we have some important decisions to make and before we get all too deep we should probably talk about it Um, but the itunes kind of follows on from the last episode and that um you know the itunes block tag how that's misunderstood that uh we have the proposed um podcast index block tag uh, yeah. or namespace block tag um, as well as perhaps a complete replacement drop in for every single iTunes namespace tag and this conversation while you were out while you weren't looking everyone started talking about it coming up with their own ideas oh okay so what it, so behind what, my back so behind what are my we, very behind back. your back so what are we actually going to do <laughs> Well, see, that's what I was, I have, it's right here on my sheet Mm -hmm. Um, to talk about this iTunes tag. Should we bring them all in and, you know, en masse? Or the the first question I want to ask is if we bring in all the iTunes tags, uh, you know, that way, sort of like in one swoop, uh, is that legal or are they patented or anything? Patented. Yes, because at one point in the past, you said that Apple cre- like some somehow credited you and Weiner yes. on the iTunes patent. Yeah, they tags. yeah they did. Ah, what was it? I think it was some enhancements. It was literally the the. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, let's see what this is. So was that Apple Could they actually patent a namespace? I don't know that that's well, possible. Well, it's been a while since I've looked at it. It is code, and you can patent code. We know that, unfortunately. Uh, yes, here it is. They do have a patent, and I shall tell you what it is. That's good we bring this up, because... Uh, we'll have to deal with it eventually. Okay, so whatever reason it's not popping up. Apple has received a granted patent that relates to podcasting. In June 2005, Apple released iTunes 4.9 with native support for podcasts. Apple's invention titled Techniques and Systems for Supporting Podcasting pertains to improved podcast techniques that facilitate their use. Hmm. Um, let me see... The so improved that's very general. The, here we go. Well, the improved techniques pertain to creating, publishing, hosting, accessing, subscribing, managing, transferring, and or playing podcasts. Good grief. But I believe that this is all related to iTunes. Um let me see. Well, that's 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 very sparse. Well, if you're on the patent. That's what I'm looking now. This is a a report about the patent. Now I'm looking for the patent. 
Um, I, I think that had to do with the with the with the one click subscribe, maybe that which would be the one that would make sense. Oh, okay. Something okay. we'll have to look into. It's worth it's worth looking into. I don't think. I mean, it's, I don't think we're in any peril of of anything whatsoever. But we certainly don't have to use it. We can just take it out. Well, you're not going to get sued for taking it out. What do you mean taking it out? For not using the iTunes uh, namespace or any of their tags. No, I mean if we if we replicate them. So if we if we just have oh, if we go down the saying. list and say, okay, here's this iTunes namespace tag. Let's make a podcast namespace equivalent one to one to make sure that they match perfectly, so that we everybody can flip from their feeds from iTunes namespace to the podcast namespace mm. with just by changing the prefix that, you know, that's some could, you know, the, the question is, is like, is it patented? And if it is, is your name on the patent, which would give us the ability to do it, to use it in some way. Um, these are, these are questions that I have because, you know, that's, and that's a very, that's, a, that's a very fair question. Hmm. I mean, we've already we've already done some of them. Yeah. No. Well, I, you got me on that one because I'd completely forgotten about that. And completely forgotten about it. Yeah. How do we How do we get an answer to that? <laughs> um, I am quite certain there are enough people uh, within the community who will be able to figure this out for us. So once we have that figured out, and let's say that we can do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it. <laughs> exactly. Now, let's get over to the uh, to the music thing. First of all, I completely did not understand. Was My head was in podcasting. My head was in bad experiences with Podshow Mevio about um, playlists. And this was this is a uh, a namespace tag proposed by Alex Gates, and he texted me. Uh, you know, many people were posting about it. This is really something that would work very well for playlists of songs. Where you you're, where you're you talking can, about the playlist with the remote yeah item you were remote item right you can include an item which uh, I believe if you do it with the item it would even it should if if item level tags exist it should do value for value that will copy that right over correct and uh it, yeah if if that goes into the spec yeah mm-hmm. right so I, I i like this of course i like the question i have is we have you know uh uh, uh abel and the wolf and we have a couple other people doing music projects you know there's people trying to figure out do i do one feed for my whole album? Do I just do? And I don't know if there's any right or wrong answer. I don't think there's any wrong answer. Do my I son's do, band? My son's band, the first value for value uh, music podcast. Right, was, right. Was his band? Now he's a cripple. And he can donate to his recovery fund. <laughs> he's a cripple. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now we're talking about putting like album information in in a very specifically named podcast namespace tag. Is this a good idea? Does it become confusing? Is there some hybrid we need to come up with when it comes to music? Or are the names wrong? You know what I mean? It's it's really weird to have someone talk about an episode, and that's where I'm putting track. You know, under the hood, it makes no difference. Well, that comes into the see. That's where the medium tag comes in because when it's 
that was the whole idea of the medium tag is when you when you identify this podcast with a particular medium, uh, then all the terminology ch- can change. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you say this oh, is that's... medium music, yeah, or me, then everything, then they're no longer episodes; they're they're tracks. Oh, good. Okay, so here's an example. Mitch posted. I was chatting with Alex about this. He thinks that podcast network tag, aka podcast channel tag, would be a good fit for music artists. See, I totally disagree. It may be the right spot in the feed, but this is confusing for people. In what way? Tell me the confusion. If I'm an artist and I have to, and I, and I presumably am going to have to figure out how to put together my feed for however I'm going to use it. Um, I I want to see if it's music artist. Why isn't the tag called music artist? Why is the tag podcast channel? You understand what I'm saying? Um, well, the podcast net, the, the channel slash network tag is for aggregating multiple podcasts into a single, into a single sort of, a virtual network of shows. So it, it's like, it's a way to identify that this feed is part of a broader feed, a broader, I'm not trying to say this. If let's just say there's a channel identifier and the channel identifier is, uh, I'm just making this up. This is not the spec, but let's say there's a channel ID and the channel ID is, you know, one, two, three, four, five and 17 RSS feeds have a channel identifier of one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. All seven of those feet of those podcast feeds would logically be seen as, as a pod, as a network of feeds or a channel of feeds. And that channel of feeds could be the Doobie brothers. So the Doobie brothers could be one, two, three, four, five. And then each album within there has that identifier in it, showing that it's part, part, of, part of the series okay. of the catalog I, I of that. the Doobie brothers. I'm just talking purely about the words. <clears throat> Is it confusing uh-huh. to use all podcast specific terminology when people are using music for the feed specifically i may be off on this it may not make any difference people for instance uh, abel kirby i've been looking into the person tag we use band name as person with role equals band set in the feed level which i which i don't think that's is band even an option he's just putting that in probably i don't know i had the taxonomy is big i'd have to look but, I don't know off the top the, of my head. But the bottom line is the minute you have the medium tag and it says music, then technically all these tags would be would make sense. Y- yeah, see that so because when you when you bring in the medium tag, what you're doing is you're applying sort of a logical layer on top of the feed that changes things about the feed. So right. you can imagine it as like a uh, as like a filter, and so every everywhere that something like the term episode existed, now it it's track everywhere that uh, that per you know person existed, now it's you know musician mm-hmm. or every you know, and it's now no longer you know episode art; it's album art. These all these things become different. Just by virtue of having the different 
medium in, in there because you're you're saying that you're saying that this like okay for, it it helps to understand it helps to understand by knowing that the default medium is podcast the default medium type is podcast and so then if you change it to to the medium to let's say film now that that episode um is you know is a uh maybe you have one episode there that's a trailer and the next episode is the is the feature film you're you're not talking you're no longer talking about uh episodes and podcasters you're talking about this other right. thing you know what that I'm, other thing you know what i think yeah. i'm hung up on i'm hung up on uh how how musicians are going to cuz if we let it go musicians are going to get on you know, any hosting company that, that has at least enough of the tags compatible is going to create their albums in, and I think in a crippled way versus if we have some really, you know what, how are musicians, the average musician is wants to create a, um, an album with value for value, they're going to have to go somewhere. And I don't think the existing hosting companies will make it broad enough for most music- musicians to make that switch in their head. Okay, it's a podcast, but now I'm using these these things for my album title. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's such it's easy for us because we understand the tags, we understand how it works, but a musician is going to go, "Huh?" Yeah, I, I see. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe it's more the UX and UI of the feed creation. I'm looking at you, Stephen B. Um, that an uh, an artist needs to go there. It needs to be really simple. Like, okay, you know, I'm dragging these tracks in or whatever it is, and this is and this is the the um, the order I want them in. And here's the art, and mm-hmm. here's all the other things. And you know, then there's other choices. Like, is it my? Do I just do a bunch of songs all my life long, and it's one feed, or is it? Per, I mean, that those are all different things. But the feed creation, if we keep going this way. I think we're going to hurt ourselves because there will be a lot of musicians who don't understand how an album and and uh, tracks fit into a podcast. Yeah, this is all UI. Yeah, this feels like it's all UI because y- you can logically see how it how it works. But if yes, you don't of present, course. If, but if you don't present it yeah. in the right way, it's yeah. a confusing. It's a confusing mess. It, yeah, no, I can see. It's a good thing that you brought that up because it could very easily become this Gordian knot of you know, impenetrable language. Right. And I, and I like the exploring that we're figuring out what, what, uh, what tags work best for which, um, which comparable piece of information of, a uh, of music metadata. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there you go, Stephen B create that. Will you build it already? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> is it yeah, done? I so, I mean, th- this level of UI is hard because yes. you have, like this one master switch where you say, okay, this is not a podcast anymore. Now this is an audio book. And now these are not tracks. They're chapters. And it's like, oh. It feels to me like yeah. there's got to be some, some we're, we're overlooking something or there's something we should probably, I don't know. Now I've done this before. I've, I've, I, there, there, I have, I have production software that does something similar to this. You, you can change, you, you change a parameter Everything in the entire URI, UI changes changes its text from one thing to another. I've got actually two pro- products that do this, projects that do this, and it, it's not it's not super hard. 
it's just that you have to, you got to take the time to code it in. And you got to do it carefully so that you've, you know, not screwing things up. But I mean, it is, it's, it's doable. It's yeah. not the end of the world. I think it's low hanging fruit is what I'm, maybe what I'm saying. It's this, let's, I do too. let's do this because the musicians are showing up. They want to use it. They like, they've already figured out, Hey, I could do this with, you know, each podcast could be a song and I could possibly get some value for the value I've put into my work. So they're figuring it out. They're showing up. They want to do it. And I just see people struggling because I guess you're going to have to create your feed manually or I'm not sure. And th- there's all kinds of pros and cons. I think when you're, um, if you're doing a 12 track album, mm-hmm. um, you probably can look at a very simple self-hosting solution versus, uh, you know, a, uh, a hosting company. Yeah. Cause that way, yeah. And that way you're not, cause if you're just doing a, like a one and done just every so often, you're not, that's, it's hard to justify maybe a monthly payment for that forever. Uh, and you could just self host it. Yeah. It was something like sovereign feeds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. And then you, you see that UI in your head and it's like, Okay, there's a there's a drop down box that says yeah. what type of thing are you creating? Yeah, are you creating yeah, a yeah. podcast? Yeah. Are you creating yeah, an yeah, audiobook? Yeah. yeah, just like we app. have for the yeah. in sovereign sovereign feed, you know, the live item. Every everything changes now. There's some live things I got to fill out. Yeah, that's that's kind of cool. And it also it, the the presence of that flip down that drop down mm-hmm. shows people that they can do other things. Oh, cool! I can I didn't know I could make a, a good point a album yep, out of this. Good point. Good point. It's discovery. And and I got to say, Sovereign Feeds is becoming a, a good piece of kit. I mean, I've been using it for months. Yeah. I've been using it for months, and you know, and it's it's never really failed, but it's uh, – Stephen keeps refining the UI, and I, there's little things he changes. You know, just the, the beautiful things like this is automatically copied, you know, that's there, or that is – it just – almost everything except incrementing, which I which I don't want, by the way. Um, there's another piece of low hanging fruit that I've been having a, um, uh, a back and forth with Rulfi about Rulfi of castcoverage.com. Oh, ru- uh, yeah. Yeah. Is it Rulfi? Uh, Rulfi, yeah, isn't it? Rulfi, yeah, Rulfi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he, like others, he said, Hey, I really, I, it resonated with me that 40% of women, according to a survey, mm. listen to podcasts on the website. And he said, is it an idea for the podcast apps to offer ready-to-go websites to podcasters? And the way we were kind of going back and forth, it's like, well, I could choose a CurioCaster website, a um, cast coverage website, and these oh, would all be d- an and all idea. and all they're doing is they're pulling in pulling in the feed, of course, and you know there's. Uh, I think um, I made one of these. What's that? There's a couple of different different outfits like that where they pull in your feed and they make a make a website mm-hmm. for you, and then they give you a whole bunch of buttons for Google and Apple and Spotify, yeah, uh, like which, Podlink, which, and yeah, Blink, which and you can't yeah, yeah. get rid of. You know, it's like oh, I don't want these. Uh, so there's not not the right not the right customization, but they have nice design, and right there could be built. Hey, you're you're listening to the podcast. Would you like to support it? Click here. I mean, that is in essence what the web app, uh, web apps are on on desktop, but also on mobile. Is they've got everything all there, except instead of showing episodes and uh, and your subscriptions, 
that should be a click of the button when you've drawn people in, but it should be, I, I, I should have a beautiful homepage. I want to send people to it. I want them to look at it. I want to send them to <clears throat> episode pages. And from there, depending on how good the 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 website is and the, the app that provides it, you know, <clears throat> that's where you want to, uh, you know, entice people to start using that app. Mm-hmm. Which clearly they're already doing, you know. It's just except it's a web page. So I'd love to have, and I and I and I try to share all the time with a CurioCaster or a um, a Podverse or a Podfriend. But it'd be great if what I'm sending them to is actually my homepage, and I could map my URL to it. Oh, and by the way, uh, take an extra an extra percentage from uh, from the split. Here, I'll put it right in for you. That's cool. Thank you for the homepage. Low well, hanging fruit. Yeah, and I, and we could put that. We if if it was done in a standardized way. Um, I'm not sure what that would be. We have to think through it. But if it was done in a standard standardized sort of templated way, we could link to those things from uh, from the podcast index site. Sure. And you could just pop up. It's like, oh, here I want I want to see my CurioCaster page and just. Boop, you know, and you go over there and well, I mean, literally what, uh, what Rufy was saying is, you know, the, right now we have, you know, for, um, uh, for each item, there's obviously mm-hmm. a link tag, you know, which, which would be an episode page, but it would be an episode page on a nice website that reflects right. my, my podcast, my branding, you know, whatever it is, but also the, the, the cast coverage, uh, uh, branding or you know the pod friend it's it, it, all of, yeah. it's a balance but i can see it's again 40 percent of women according to a survey listen not on an app but listen to it on a website they're clicking a player come on this is so like this is what we this is where we want to be the episode um episode good mm-hmm. would be um or the episode uh, url i mean there's all different ways to do it but, I'm um, all for it. Let's work. Let's work it out on the Mastodon, and then we'll, uh, and then we'll like build a standard out of it. I like yeah. it. I, I like this. Yeah. And by the way, I would use it. <laughs> I have. Yeah. I have a couple of shows. I would love to have that. Like Mofax. Um, I think we can do a lot better with a with the podcast website. Curry and the Keeper. Uh, mm-hmm. Gee, how about podcasting 2.0? We have exactly zero homepage. <laughs> we, we, we do not have. We anything. do not have an archive page. We don't have nothing. <laughs> we, we have an OPML outline. We do have that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh, it's very sexy outline though. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Did you um, upgrade Freedom Controller? Me? Yeah. No. Why? Someone posted I like something. To, I don't like questions like that because it means something changed and I didn't. No. Do it. Someone posted something and said Freedom Controller is upgraded from. Forget which version it was. And it looked in in your feed. No, no, no. It's it was it was a post. Man, it wasn't me. I don't know what that was. I'd be interesting. I, I'm curious to know what it was, though. Mm, I'll have to go and look for it. I was thinking to myself, man, that Dave he's incredible. Man, he's got three seconds of downtime in between uh, scraping his kid off the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me go update the freedom controller. They, the, the hospital delivered the food. I've got I've got 15 minutes to, to push a Docker image. Okay. We want to thank some people? Yes. Um, right off the bat, um, we need to thank uh, an incredible patron of many value-for-value value, uh, projects, 
who sent、oh. us in his traditional manner in all cash, which means、uh, it, it's always very freaky to see this show up. It showed up in my P.O. box.、Uh, I'm talking about、uh, the patron saint, Sister Onimus of Dogpatch and Lower Slobovia. Oh, we got some Sir Onimus love on this show. Four thousand dollars in cash. In cash? Holy crap! Shot caller, twenty inch blades on the Impala. He says no.、Oh. He says no.、Oh. No. Now he always sends cash when he sends、uh, donations、uh, because he's completely anonymous. We know a little bit about him, but not really. And、uh, and it just showed up in the envelope, and it says for podcast index. That's so, all it said, and so I, I I have his email, and I say, okay, yeah, I go, man, I'm blown away by this. And you, know, did you have anything to say, or can we credit you? He said, no, you can credit in usual, but I, you know, it's just it's for the index. He's, this is important. He said, this is important what you're doing. So, wow, yeah, holy cow! It would have been even more impressive if he sent it as a boost, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never escape criticism. So we'll, <laughs> so we'll give him a big、uh, podcasting. Man, my son needs to wreck his motorcycle every week. This is amazing.、Uh, this is really appreciated. This this goes right into the emergency fund. This、uh, this goes into、oh, yeah. our staff. We're very. I mean, I could not be more over the moon about this. Thank you so much, Astronomist of Dogpatch in Lower Slobovia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah, I'm a little bit speechless. To be honest with you,、That's- imagine, imagine, you know, I come home from the P. There's always fun stuff when I come back from the PO box, and you never know what's in it. There's、it's- challenge coins, stickers, Bibles,、uh, food,、um, edibles, edibles, other other unmentionables, ammo. It, people send the craziest <laughs> stuff, and there's this thick envelope. And you know, Tina, we love opening the stuff together. We do it right there on the on the kitchen、uh, on the island. You know, where we、uh, yeah. we cook. And so we got all the boxes. It's like Christmas.、It's、like Christmas when we do that.、Oh, look at all these cool things people said. And then she says, "What is this? It's <laughs> a wad of hundreds." And he's like, "I don't know, but hand it over. Give it. Give it here. I'll check it out." No, she right away went.、Awesome. Dust, she was dusting for prints, doing the UV light. You know, I'm going to find out who this guy is. Thank you, astronomers for Dogpatch and Lois Lobovia. That's incredibly appreciated. Well, It's one of those dubious sources we're funded by. Dubious sources, yes. <laughs> unnamed, unnamed, unnamed dubious, dubious sources. sources. Yes,、uh, to the chagrin of the Brookings Institute, we have dubious sources, and we also have non-dubious sources. Marco Armand, five hundred dollars. This is a week. <laughs> This is like, the the、We're, week we don't do a show. Right, we get the biggest donation to ever. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's it's sometimes it's like that. It's really weird. Yes. Well, Marco, of course, is a monthly contributor. Uh, and uh, and it, it, this is this is our ongoing uh, uh, support that he is he's dedicated. Yes. I mean, it just keeps going. We really appreciate it, Marco. Yeah, and because because I always worry, you know, when we have to skip a show, because people people are supporting the index and the project,、uh, but they're also supporting the show, and we and the show is is partially not just where we have the board meeting, but it's a way to give you know. Give a product of value, and it's where we ask. It's where we thank、yeah. you. Where we show the value, and where we ask for value in return. It's critical,、yeah. critical. So I, I always worry when we miss a week because I'm like, yeah,、oh, you know, we get. I mean, I want people to to hear the product and hear everything that's happening and all that kind of stuff. But man, 
this was fantastic. Maybe I hope that doesn't mean that we uh, that they enjoy it better when we don't when we don't produce a show. No, no, <laughs> like, no. What this, what this means is the next episode will have almost no donations. Nothing, absolutely zero. <laughs> that's that's yes. how it And then you know that'll last a few weeks. Then we roll out the sad puppy and uh, and we're yeah. back on track. It always evens. It always evens out in the end. But what's beautiful to see is uh, the value people attach to the project and what we're doing. Uh, uh, thank you, Marco. Mike Dell from Blueberry gave us twenty two dollars and twenty two cents through PayPal. Yeah, thank, uh, thank you, Mike. Get uh, give me give me some pod ping love, Mike, so I can <laughs> so I can pimp it with his uh, Fiat Ducks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and somebody named uh, Scott Niznit Niznik Niznich Niznik gave us uh, one dollar through PayPal one time donation. Well, thank you. Uh, we'll take it. Uh, and see, we got some boostergrams. Boost! Instagram pulled up here. Uh, what, 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 hold on, I got to make it my favorite. I got my. I should have had this one lined up already. There's nothing like kicking oh, off the boostergram segment with a little bit of a. Boost! <laughs> Love that. The, the Paul just, Stanley boost. Mm hmm. Um, 3333 sats from. Now, this goes way back. I mean, because we, we missed a week. Yeah. Uh, this goes way back to April the 10th. Thirty-three, thirty-three sets through Fountain from Signs of New Growth, uh, the podcast. Uh, have you listened to Signs of New Growth? Um, I want to say I have. Why? Who was on? It's it? a music podcast. It's an, it's basically a rolling album of, of tracks. That gets ah, no, I I know this because uh, Signs of New Growth is the handle on uh, on the Mastodon. That's why I've, I've seen the postings from Signs of New Growth. Yeah, they got some good tunes on there. Yeah. So listen. Yeah, um, cool. Okay. Yeah, thirty-three, thirty-three, and it says uh, Dave Jones Tech Support Feed Refresh Boost. Like, <laughs> it's been so long ago, I don't even know what I did. <laughs> but, it's all right. Keep uh, doing it. It's working. Keep doing it. Yes, uh, middle-aged Dev gave us five hundred sats through Fountain, and he says, "Go server upgrades." <laughs> By the way, uh, speaking of server upgrades, the aggregator rollout is finished. Oh, and, congratulations! Um, we dropped our. We dropped our monthly outlay on the aggregators from $175 to $45. Woo. Nice. Yep. And that's, so part, that's a huge savings. Yep. We saved 130 bucks. And so the, see about, about 40 of that will go back into a couple of more aggregators. And then uh, the rest of it will go into upgrade the database to a bigger VM. Beautiful. So we're Beautiful. In uh, and by the way, huge thank you to Macintosh on the Mastodon, who has been helping me uh, to tweak our, um, we use MySQL. He's been helping me tweak our MySQL server settings. Cool. And um, he's been giving me a lot of help with uh, what he's recommended. He's a, he's a guru, and he's been giving me a lot of help on which uh, configuration variables to use for our particular setup. So I'm going to do, I'm going to roll out his changes that he recommended when I do the server upgrade, probably uh, in May. So it's going to be, or it, yeah, I, I really appreciate him. He just privately DM'd me and it's like, hey, let's get oh, this cool. thing, let's get this thing in shape. <laughs> um, thank you for that value, Macintosh. So uh, Sir Doug through Fountain gave us 4,400 sats and he says, welcome back. Yo. Um, let's see who we got. 3333 33 again from uh, Signs of New Growth. Thank you, size of new growth. And uh, we got, oh, a 2222 row of ducks from Jaunty MS 
through Breeze, and he says, Listening to MIT OpenCourseWare Cryptocurrency Engineering and Design taught by the co-author of the Lightning White Paper. Okay. Well, yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> this, there's your row of ducks. Uh, he boosted that to us, but I That's hope it was the yeah, I, I, I wonder what that's... <laughs> well, maybe we got put in the value block somewhere. Yeah, maybe. That's really uh, jarring when you, when I'm looking at Helipad and all uh, of a sudden, like, something shows up for a whole different podcast. Yeah, it went to us. It was through us for it episode came, 81. No, okay. But I have seen this when, when we're put into a into someone's value block and it shows oh, up for yeah. a podcast like, well, what is this doing here? Oh, we must have put it in the split. Okay. It's cool. Um, we could, I, we I, wouldn't mind seeing more of that. Yeah. Would, that would be, that would be a welcome change. Auburn Citadel gave us 49,000 sats. Whoa. Uh, through Fountain. And he says, public service announcement, stay up to date on your boosts. Boost. Nice. Thank you. I agree. That is a very, that is a very public service announcement. Kyron from mere mortals podcast. Through Podfriend, uh, gave us 3,210 sats, and he says, I used to manually screenshot, copy, and upload Boostergram comments into my chapter images for a while until it became too tedious. I would 100% use an automated version of this. Great idea, Adam. All right. This was the idea to have uh, um, Boostergrams automatically generate the chapter JSON, uh, update yeah. it as you go along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would I would use that in some instances. Some instances, uh, uh, I'm sure Dreb Scott would too, because it would give him more tools in his Swiss Army knife toolbox. There's a, so much that can be done with with chapters. Um, Cass Peeland gave us 33 sets, and he says, "I hate listening live." <laughs> Wink. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um. Yep, Cass Peeling again, 330 sats, and he says, about the aggregator nodes, how about decentralized? I got some spare v- VPU clicks on my end, many ways. That's a, something we've talked about before. I remember that. Uh-huh, and um, it is something I'm still very willing to do. We backed off from it because there's a danger there if you don't design it, I mean, like, perfectly. There's a danger of just basically becoming a huge DDoS machine on podcast hosting companies. You yeah. Don't want that. Well, this is also from that, I think, stemmed the whole PodPing development. So ultimately, everyone will be using PodPing, right? Uh, yep. Right. Yep. Exactly. And then we're seeing it roll out. It's it's marching forward. I love it. Um, I mean, I, I said, I think I said towards, I think I said a couple months ago or maybe a month ago that I th- really think that we're going to be pushing 400,000 podcast feeds using PodPing by the end of the year. Oh, I think that's more than feasible. Close to half a million feeds. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, it just becomes at that, self-momentum. And at that point, yeah, at that point, you also have most of the active fee- podcasts, probably. Yeah. Yeah, all you really, uh, honestly, all you really need is probably... Uh, the top, and I'm not including Anchor, and I mean, obviously, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, as far as the paid hosts go, mm-hmm. really only all you need is maybe the top 10, and you've yeah. covered you've covered almost everything that's an up, a, a routinely updated, frequently updated podcast. We need a promotion team at Podcast uh, Movement in August in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, a PodPing promotion team. Um. 
a PPPT. Yes, it, thank you. And I'm not quite sure exactly what they do. I do know what the goal is, but they need some. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just laughing because I like this. Is creating teams for things that we don't understand. Well, you know. Uh, one of my favorite marketing promotions of all time, very successful in all of the marketing books, is I Want My MTV. Yeah, you like that. Yeah. So I want my pod ping, but that sounds shit. So we got to come up with something better. But, you know, I don't know. Ping me. Maybe. <laughs> ping me. Okay. Well, this to be worked on. But I. But in general, I would say pod ping is a big one to, uh, to talk about it at uh, Podcast Movement. We're going to have a presence okay. this year. We're going to be there. We're going to be in full force. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, kicking ass and taking names. I'm not letting uh, anyone out of the building until they're 2.0 compliant and pod pingable. Pinging ass, not kicking ass. Pinging ass. Pinging ass, ass. right. Uh, Pinging ass and writing it to the blockchain. <laughs> Cass Peeland, again, 2937. He says, thanks for the work. Through Fountain. Thank you. Boost, boost, boost. Uh, let's see. F- uh, 50, 50 sats from Macintosh. Uh, speak of the devil. He says, thanks, guys. Note to self. Put kite sats in wallet. What does that mean? Kite sets? K-I-T-E. I have no idea what he's talking about. No idea. You know what that means. Send another donation next week. And <laughs> let explain us know it. Explain it. <laughs> Satoshi Stream 5552 sets through Fountain. And it's, uh, he says, uh, to podcast app developers, the bolt for the V4V TLV metadata has not been changed since January. Now is a good time to implement boosts and streaming sets. It's not a moving target. It's stable. Good point. point. Very good point. <laughs> Excellent point, Satoshi Streams. Yeah, right on. Uh, Pion- pioneers, Scott. by the way. Pioneers in the industry. Pioneers of the TLV record. They still kill me because Satoshi Stream just came out of nowhere like day one. <laughs> it was like, yeah. uh, what? I mean, that was just amazing. Isn't it, is it Dutch guys who run in that? Yeah. 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 The Dutch, uh, man. I tell you. We keep calling Satoshi Stream a guy, Dutch guys, like it's a team. It's probably just one dude. I mean, like, or it could be a chick. It's like one. Hey, like one. But first of all, shame on you, Dave Jones, for saying a chick. What? That's I said, dude. <laughs> you said one Dudes guy. One guy. You said one. Oh, I thought I said dude. Dudes um, and chicks, guys and gals. Well, we need to have the Satoshi Stream uh, team. The the stream team need to have them on the show. The stream team. This is an yeah, outrage. Well, I like we, it. we haven't had the stream team on the show. Yeah, why haven't we done that? Okay, I'm I don't it. know. You're in charge of booking guests. No, I'm on it's, it. It's biased. You hate Dutch people, I guess. I did. Well, I mean, <laughs> just well, a I few. Don't hate you. Just a few. <laughs> I only hate the. Tr- I only hate. I only hate uh, pure blood Dutch. You're you're a mud blood. So <laughs> I like it. Okay. Uh, Dreb Scott, twenty five thousand three hundred thirty three sats. Nice. Good cast He is not a chick. I know this for, uh, through good authority. Mm-hmm. Transcripts. Regarding transcripts, I have a condition called auditory processing disorder, APD. There are many times I need the transcripts to help me process what I'm hearing. They're very helpful. I, always, I also always watch TV with captions on. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Add chapter images to transcripts, and my brain is fully engaged in the podcast. Thanks, everyone. Uh, thanks, everyone for incorporating transcripts uh auditory processing disorder is uh, it's not new but it has increased significantly in the past five or ten five years uh, we i've done a lot of research on this for the no agenda show as i noticed that huh. many uh people of millennial age 
use captions uh, all the time on any video they're watching. Uh, movies, uh, TV shows, even YouTube videos. And I started questioning this. And one of the, uh, well, the main issue is because of a number of reasons, mainly distraction, people are no longer comprehending as well. It's it's, it's kind of a brain. I, I don't want to categorize anything Dreb might have as, uh, I, I, don't, I have no, no business categorizing it, but it is a real thing. And, and your brain is not processing as well as it possibly could. Uh, I have a hearing, a, I'm a victim of hearing disability. I got to say it right. Um, and even though I have hearing aids, I find that the mix typically done on uh, many movies today are done for 5.1 Dolby or you know some kind of home theater setup. They and, and, you know so I'm missing the middle channel. And even Tina, who has perfect hearing, he's like, let's just turn on the captions. It's just so it's just that much easier. Um, okay. So that's I think a lot of people benefit from that. Uh, yeah. And and the thing that I I still don't understand why I'm the only one ever talking about it is so we're talking about um yeah the uh, you mentioned uh, my son driving off on his motorcycle uh, you know a, a long time ago on the show this mm-hmm. is something that is completely searchable in a yeah. transcript and you click on the link the time code and then it starts playing right from that link this is a very valuable research uh, accessory. Extremely valuable. That would enable the Brookings Institute to write articles much faster. <laughs> they could even automate it with some AI. Would you say that you are not a victim of auditory, auditory problems? You, you are a person experiencing soundlessness. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, C. Lude gave us 10 sats, and he says, Forgive me for the meager sat donation, Podfather and Podsage. But I would like to offer my services in recording any of the white papers, facts, or blog posts in audio form as a time donation. You can reach me at email. If you'd like to grace me with this great honor, go podcasting. Wait a minute. Go podcasting! Is he suggesting that the exact opposite of what we are just talking about? He would be creating audio out of uh, documentation and, and papers we've written? I think he's, he's suggesting exactly that. Uh, we're all in on that, man. Go for it. Yeah, I'm great. Uh, here, do this, uh, C-Lude. Uh, every time I post a blog post, which I plan to post many more on a m- more frequent basis when my son's not trying to kill himself, <laughs> when uh, when I do that, just record it and send it to me, and then I'll put it on the Substack little podcast. Ooh, thing. there you go. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thanks for that offer. Let's see who we got. Uh, f- oh, Roy from Breeze. 54,321 sats. Ah. How you doing, Booster? Nice. He says, Bitcoin is the real fuck you money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but he's not done. Oh, okay. Because he, in a, another 54,321 sats. Oh, another sats, one? Holy crap. Yes. Oh, man. Don't just stand there. Boost. And he says, I love Adam. <laughs> ah. <laughs> It was, Those two together is almost a ball. That's a baller boost. I'd see you. Well, you're right. Baller, you're right. Shot caller, 20 inch blades on the Impala. That's such a good time hanging out with him uh, for the short time it was at the Bitcoin conference. When you get Roy to come off to come off the pocket with 108,000 sats, you're doing, you better be proud of yourself. <laughs> well, remember, he says he loves me. That's right. And he, he knows, right. and he knows no love money back. So he, he knows the deal. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you, Roy. <laughs> uh, love go up. Okay, sixteen eleven sats. Another from Seelude. Uh He says, uh, "Wait, let's <laughs> see. Greetings, Pop Father and Pop Sage. My last boostergram shouldn't have gone through, so I'll send this one. Wait, so is he rescinding his offer? I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'll there's be no, happy to. Re- there's no take backs in boostergrams. Yeah, no take backsies." I'll be happy to record in audio form whatever manifesto, white paper, or blog post you'd promote, like promoted for the podcasting standards. Uh, manifestos. We don't have enough manifestos. No, I'm writing, the mani- I'm writing the manifesto. I'm writing the value for value manifesto. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. we don't. Yeah, and it's got to be called that. The oh, value yeah. The, for the value, value for value manifesto. manifesto of course. Yeah. Why by, Adam, by Adam Clark Curry. <laughs> <laughs> got to have the three names in there to make sure they know that it's time to get me. Yeah, that way when you run off in the woods of North Carolina, they can we can properly find you. Right, uh, that's right. Nomad Joe, two thousand sats through Fountain, and he says boosted, boosted indeed. Sat streamer, thank you. Uh, Brian of London, sir. Brian of London and the Hive DAO through the Value for Value app. Rube Goldberg machine. He says weekly ten dollar V for V donation converted to sats from Brian of London and the Hive DHF DAO. Go podcasting. Boost. Go podcasting. Now, did I understand that Brian uh, is is out of the country on vacation for a week? Oh, he's doing no. He's sailing a boat, right? He, isn't he sailing a boat back from somewhere like like a yacht boat, like a like a, a proper boat? Oh, I don't know, but I hope so because that's really cool. I think he's done it before, but what was interesting is I saw him making all these preparations. Because that's right, his yeah, Rube Goldberg yeah. machine. I, I, I'm taking I'm taking uh, bets right now. I give this thing 48 hours. <laughs> Brian's got. I know this because this is Adam. You know, Brian is Brian is Adam with coding skills. <laughs> I know that this is it's 48 hours. Pff, the thing's gonna shit the bed. <laughs> he's gonna have his parents rebooting his laptop. He's not, he's not even to the marina. And it's <laughs> uh, Chris, we love you, Brian. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, Chris, uh, this is Chris from Jupiter Broadcasting. Uh, Chris Fisher gave us uh, 2,000 sats. Thanks, Fountain. Man. He says, Adam, great job spreading the podcasting 2.0 message on the What Bitcoin Did show. One of your more concise and compelling summaries yet. I clipped it to help others spread the word. And he has the link here. He says, P.S. Dave rocks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, that, you know, that was good. That's Peter, uh, Peter McCormick. Uh, what Bitcoin did. Uh, I I really enjoy Peter uh, because we have very different political views, uh, very mm. different views on uh, on medical uh, health, etc. Uh, but uh, you know, to, I, it, for my money, typical Bitcoiner fashion, we have a common understanding, a, a, a common um, common interest, common in in a way, common life view. Even though we come from very different perspectives and it's always so enjoyable to speak with him whether we're recording or not uh, you could almost call it a consensus uh i call it just being human civil civility is what i call it you know gotcha but i could but i i was looking at the tweets uh comments of the tweet most of them uh, you know when he posted the show most of them were positive uh but mm-hmm. then one of them was like this guy says crazy stuff i can't believe peter didn't push back I'm like push back. That's that, but that's the point. You don't have to argue with everybody. He said, "No, I don't agree with that." Okay, done. Did you point them to your new cattle uh 
into Enterprise. My my cattle Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, you remember that that lady from Vice or whatever? Not Vice, but the 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 lady that wrote the article from Daily Beast said that you were uh, pimping your cattle company. Oh, 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 yeah, <laughs> uh, that's right. Someone posted it was a review of uh, of Bitcoin twenty two. There's Adam Curry pimping his new cattle uh, his his new cattle venture. Ah, uh, no. Yeah. The one that said that everybody in the Bitcoin world are crazy psychopaths that want to kill each other. That's like the, that. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. That's the article, yes. Uh, Scott, S-C-O-T-T, gave us 20,420 sats Ooh, through nice. the breeze. Thank you. And he says, I missed a couple of weeks of boosting. I've tried to send through the Fountain app twice now, and it failed. Hmm. You know, it, when uh, when this happens, if you get a fail, it would be really helpful if you post that or if you're emailing it. What app you use and what exactly failed, maybe you can make a screenshot. If it was all payments, one payment, it would be handy to have a little more info on that. Would it be fair to say that a lot of times it's your node that's failing because it tends to go up and down? Uh, I would say there's a high correlation between fails and uh, and mine, which is really just a monitor node. You know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a 1% um, and it's a piece of crap. It is it's a piece of crap. It's a, it's a, it's a Surface laptop that uh, has Ubuntu on it, fresh, complete, native install uh, with an external uh, one terabyte drive, and I'm running Umbral on it. And interestingly and a, enough, and a Tor channel. Yes, and interestingly enough, it I I w- was able to reproduce when it craps out. First of all, I have to be out of town or out of the country. That, that's the only way you can reproduce it crapping out with, with no possibility of SSHing in because it's just yeah. locked up. Makes when, troubleshooting very difficult. Yeah, when the, uh, the software update clicks, it would pop open the software update dialog box, uh, and that would always break it. So I just disabled that thing from checking and alerting, and oh, we'll see how well call. it does. Yeah, well, I don't know why it did that. But, you know, it's also, I I know I'm bad, but it's also connected through Wi-Fi, not through Ethernet. No, so it's yeah, it's it's, it's really uh, beneath me to have this gear running. In fact, I have no business criticizing Brian. The 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 computer only crashes when you're out when of town. Plug, when, <laughs> when, the power's, when the power's on, so just turn it on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the delimiter, comic strip blogger. Ooh, 2033 sats. Yeah. To Castomatic. He says, howdy, Dave and Adam. I wish you happy Easter, and your listeners are warmly invited to hear Voice of Cherub, as DC Girl calls him, Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from Kent, <laughs> in a podcast about artificial intelligence, AI.cooking. Stay safe with Jesus, yo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that an Easter <laughs> boost, I guess? Okay. All right. Thanks, CSB. I, I, give it. us a report, uh, man. How, how, the the commissary blogger, how, how's the show doing? Yeah, we need stats. Yeah, we need, I mean, is that thing value for value? I don't. I don't even remember ever uh, checking that. Actually, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We need. We need an update. Yeah, we'd like to know how it's going with the show. I mean, it, uh, it, is this blatant promotion you do on every <laughs> podcast uh, that I know about? Uh, is it working? Yeah, are we driving traffic we, to yeah, your are, show? Or are we helping grow your show? Grow your show. Yeah. <laughs> um, monthly contributors. Got a lot of them because it's two weeks worth here. We got Keith Gibson, $50. Thank you, Keith. Long time. Thank you. Yeah, long time uh, supporter. Dwayne Goldie, another long time supporter, $8. Paul Erskine, 
$11.14, always the the fun one. That adds up to something at the end of the year that I don't remember. Uh, Michael Goggin, $5. Charles Current, $5. Savaria Vash, $5. David Woodfine, $3. Timothy Hudgens, my buddy, $25. Jeremy Gerrards, $5. Paul Saltzman, $22.22 a row of ducks. Paul, Paul has been supporting this from day one. He has. He's. he's always, he, I've. I've known. I think I've known him for thirty years. Really? Yeah. It's been that long. Yeah. Uh, Damon Kasajak, fifteen dollars. Derek Visker, uh, twenty-one dollars. David Norman, twenty-five dollars. Thank you, David. Uh, Jeremy Cavanaugh, ten dollars. Jeffrey Rutherford, five dollars. Chris Cowan, five dollars. Alex Gates, Sir Alex Gates, twenty-five dollars. Terry Keller, five dollars. Sjoran Mueller. Five dollars and Thomas Sullivan Jr. Five dollars. What a beautiful group! Thank you all very much for supporting Podcasting 2.0, the entire project. Um, following the rules of the Good Brookings Institution, uh, we are very transparent about what's coming from where, uh, and <laughs> we we're proud of everybody. it. And we're proud. Of, we're proud of it, um, and and where it's going as well. I mean, this is this goes straight into liquidity. On the by the way, I did drop the fees on Podcast Index. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. We we no longer have the uh, the ten million Satoshi slushers, uh, so yeah. so the it succeeded. It slowed okay. that down. Now, I still have it uh, quite high compared to uh, many out of the box. So we're at zero point zero one percent with with a zero base fee, um, and that seems to everything seems to be reasonably balanced. Although we also did have and this is a known lightning LND bug, which has just been there ever since oh, I've been yeah. looking at it. Yeah. You get spontaneous channel closures, and when LN Pay closes, uh, which happened, everything breaks. Actually, yeah. it was it was uh, between. I think it was that we have a channel with the Fountain uh, system. They have a uh, private LN Pay system. And we have a channel with them. That one closed. And so mm. even though there's other routes, when something like that happens, the whole network has to kind of reconfigure and routes yeah. have to be recalculated. Graphs have to be updated. So especially a big channel like that, because we have, I think, 10 million sats with uh, with LMPay. Yeah, you can always 10. tell when something like that happens because all of a sudden payments still go through a lot of times, but they get real slow. Yes. My house actually tilted. <laughs> I always know when a big channel is closed. Whoa! What was that? <laughs> what was, what was that? What was that? Um, and uh, and again, you know, I'm very excited about all the developments we're learning. Voltage uh, with the uh, a solution is a little undefined, although they do have some good marketing uh, out there yeah. on the on the website. Uh, and of course, the um, the sea lightning. Or they calling it, is they calling it core lightning now or L- core yeah or core CN or they yeah. call it CLN I think they're calling it CLN CLN, CLN yeah. right um uh with you know with the uh, basically spin it up you're good to go uh, and you can- own the keys now of course cloud stuff can go down can be destroyed but you have the keys so that's the beauty Kevin Rook on his show where he interviewed uh, Lisa is it Nig Nigat I forgot. I, I forgot I how to pronounce know. her last name. Uh, maybe she's one of the core the developers on the core. Or oh yeah, core I did now. hear that. Yes. Oh yeah, you sent that Good to show. me. Fantastic interview. 
it was really good. She. The uh, only problem she, is. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. one of these who say a lot of et cetera and right. Mm-hmm. But I, I was you, able to listen through it. Me too. I, I did. I, I, I forced my way through it and it was really, she has very good information. A lot of, uh, a lot of sort of inside insight into what's going on with the different lightning implementations and why they do what they do. Especially, uh, uh, she had yeah. some interesting things to say about lightning labs. Yes, yes, yeah. And 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 I and I, I want to tell her because that sounded harsh what I just said. But uh, I've done this with my podcast partners, uh, my certain John C. Dvorak. We call each other on the air for because it's very easy to slip into these things. Um, yep. And you wind up saying real, and it's stop words. You know, it's stuff. To, it's stuff you think about. Uh, it, it's contagious. Um, so I, if she would listen to her use of certain words, she would be more conscious of it and would be better because she has great information. It's just at a certain point, oh my, I think we texted like, oh my God, I have to get past this part. Yeah. It was really good though. I do it too. And I'm, I hear myself as one of the reasons why I listen back to, to the show, to our episodes is because I, I found out the last week that I, that I used the phrase, all that jazz about 20 times over the over really? three shows yeah huh. and so i'm like okay that one's gonna stop it's interesting i, gotta, it, I, gotta stop I didn't catch it uh, so it didn't huh. it no that's interesting but yeah it, I uh, dvorak and i i mean stuff like yeah no uh <laughs> yeah. in my yeah. opinion i think uh yeah. fact of the, the matter the day. at the end yeah. of the day all of this stuff yeah you know so we get better we get better as we go along but yeah that's a Kevin Brooks show is pretty popular. It's really good. I yeah. mean, he's got good. He's got good information on there. And I think he lets people talk. It's uh, it, it yeah. It's it's a top notch show. Give it a listen. That and and Linux Unplugged is is kind of my new jam. Now I, I got sucked into it because they're doing a lot of boostograms, and then I'm listening yeah. to it. I got to ask those guys a question. I should boost it to them. Well, uh, Chris listens. You should listen. Uh, you can ask it right now. Well, they're always uh, testing out new Linux installs. That's mm-hmm. a lot of what they do, or Linux upgrades and uh, distros. And I'm I'm wondering, does anyone have, you know, if, if so, I have I I'm running Linux Mint as my daily driver. Now, if I wanted to migrate, I'd be in trouble. I mean, I have stuff installed. I sure have some PHP version. What do these guys do? Do they have one laptop that's really their laptop and they use it and they don't mess with it and they have uh, another junker that they change all the time? Or is there a simple way to move your environment over in the in the, in the the Linux environment where you move a lot of stuff over or you just wind up reinstalling everything? A lot of it is included. I'll let, I'll let them answer. In the dot files. Is, yeah, in the mm-hmm. dot files in your home directory. Yeah, so you can... You can bring it over like MUT and stuff like that. That's all in yeah, the dot. Pile, my yeah. bash profile MUT. Uh, yeah, yeah th- that, that that part always works, but it's it's always the the things that. Never mind. It's me. <laughs> I'm a hack. <laughs> no, I, no, no. I'm like, I'll hard. turn this. It's I'll hard. put this in uh, slash user slash sbin. I'll move this over <laughs> here, and that talks to this p. Yeah, no, it's me. It's me. Okay. No, this stuff's hard. Um. All right. Uh, I got. I'm up against a, uh, a yeah, you, medication you have a, deadline. You got a medication yes. deadline. I just wanted to, well, maybe these are for the next uh, show. Maps.fm, these guys are back on the radar. We need to figure oh, out yeah. how we, yeah, they sent an email. Um, 
Okay. We need to figure out how we incorporate them because I'm feeling like we're missing a huge opportunity. Mapping not and geolocation, not really my uh, my forte, but uh, I have it on the list to talk about it next next week. Um, and then, oh yeah, Focus Right is coming out with a podcast all in one box. After, um, gosh, how many do we have now? Three. I've tested three or four. Yeah, we're still waiting for the for the the namesake we're still waiting for your namesake yeah good luck with that that's a, a long way off dave jackson oh, is the okay. guy who's he's dave jackson school of pock he's sending this over to me he's like yeah it's a, go talk to adam you got a new box coming out so the marketing guy contacts me he's like hey you know are you, are you interested in uh should i send you one you can test it out and i'm like no you know why don't you just send me the specs so i can see it. i don't want to waste your time and then they send over an nda and it's oh, like, and I'm like, gross. oh man, and, uh, and so, and I'm, and I was about to kind of say, oh man, I there's too much in here without prejudice and all these terms. I'm not quite sure. I, yeah. I don't want to get it. I don't want you to be in trouble. I don't want to be in trouble. And then he sends me the top level specs, and there it is, loopback devices. So I said, <laughs> oh man, I appreciate it. No, you don't have to send me anything because this is for gamers. This was not developed for podcasters. Um, if you ever want uh, some uh, free advice, I'd be happy to talk to anybody. That's that's the new term that we learned from our uh, mutual friend. Uh, don't send me the NDA. Send me the friend DA. Yeah, the friend DA. <laughs> exactly. All right, I'm off to uh, to New York, but I'll I'll be back for um, for the next uh, board meeting. All right. And safe travels, brother. Thank you, man. And uh, give your son a big hug. We're, we're all praying for him. Yeah, uh, we, we know we know he's out of the woods, but still, you know, yeah. it's a it's a the rehabilitation is going to suck ass. No, it's going to be terrible. But yeah. he can't get away from me now. I, I got full control over him. And yeah. uh, and uh, and and give him some flying lessons. Keep him off of all two wheel. Uh, it's much <laughs> yeah. safer, much safer to uh, take flying lessons. All right, brother. Good to have you back, man. So happy everything's okay, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll be talking next week. Have a great weekend. All right, man. See you. Safe travels. All right, everybody there in podcast development land. Thank you very much for attending the board meeting. We'll be back next week right here, Podcasting 2.0. You have been listening to Podcasting 2.0. Visit podcastindex.org for more information. Go podcast!